So before we jump into the episode, we just want to let y'all know that the Deadass Girls podcast wouldn't be possible without Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free. That's right, they give it to you for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They also got hella dope creation tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast to make it sound poppin'. They also will help you distribute the podcast. So if you want to grow the Deadass family like we do, you can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also make a little bit of cha-ching from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, to get started. Now let's get this thing rolling. Deadass family, we have some very exciting news. This podcast is now sponsored by Audible. Audible is an awesome service where you can listen to thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, news, comedy, and much more on the go. The app is free and can be downloaded on any smartphone or tablet. You can also listen across other devices and never lose the spot where you left off. Now, being the horror fan she is, Gina highly recommends The Outsiders by Stephen King. And us being two huge wrestling fans, we also enjoyed hearing John Cena narrate the 64th man. Plus, it also helped that the audio series was funny as hell. So to get started, visit audibletrial.com slash deadassgirls to get one month free trial. Again, that is www.audibletrial.com backslash deadassgirls. Back, you dirty fucks. It is uh, Giselle, aka Jizzy, aka Jizzy G6. And uh, if you don't know why yet, here am I to remind you it's because I stay fly till I die. Coming back to the show, a friend, a bestie of the show, all right, we know him as a secret WWE employee. Y'all may know him as Trevi or Mr. Waffles. Trevi Waffles, welcome back to the fucking show. What's good in the hood, y'all? Hey. So, of course, we're quarantining, you know, pandemic is still out here. So, of course, we're recording from our respective households, which is probably about two miles away because me and Trevi actually live very close to each other. Um, And, you know, we we stay in safe distance, social distancing, all that bullshit. I would have came over. Fuck that social distance. I'm joking. Nah, chill. It, nah, chill. <laughs> it's like, listen, I fucked with y'all, but I don't know. COVID is like, oh, wait, where are you going? All right, let me let me hop on with you. Let me hop into your fucking immune system and come with you. Got tested three times, all negative. Damn. Okay, so let's talk about this, right? Because, you know, the whole quarantine... What is the testing process like? Because I never had to take the test yet. So how did it go for you? Well, one, um, they'll take some, it's um, like, they'll just swab your nose. The shit tickles. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. all I have done this nose swab. They told me I have the weirdest reaction because I start to giggle. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, because like some people probably like sneeze and some people are like, oh, get that shit out of my nose. Exactly. And over here fucking giggling like a school child and shit. <laughs> it takes like a minute or two to do the test. They swab your ins- the nose mm-hmm. and then um, they test you. Now, but how deep do they go in with the swab? Um, Deeper than your finger can go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they be taking on your brain and shit? Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> to the back of your nasal cavity and then you just there like it depends on who you are but me I was I laughed the last two times wow now why did you have to take it three times though the first time I had just got did it to get tested the second time my doctor did it inadvertently oh okay like, what I, the fuck you mean inadvertently like he he we I was doing like a regular checkup and whatnot and he took he drew blood and then he told me like when I got my results back from the blood test, he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, you don't have... Oh, um, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I thought I thought this motherfucker came in like, all right, let me just uh, check up in here real quick. Oh, shit. Um, oh, wait, you're Trevor Boyce? <laughs> oh, snap. Um, Yo, my bad. I meant to do this on Trevor Wallace. Let me just go to the next room. You're good, though. You don't have COVID, but my bad. Like... <laughs> nah. And then the third time was for the surgery I was supposed to get. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, they did it. And that guy, the guy, that guy told me I have a weird reaction. The doctor before who did it, she was like, somebody grabbed her one time and was like, she does. <gasps> and I'm oh like, people just weird. Just sit there. It just tickles and it feels, makes you feel like you got to sneeze. But Right. But, oh, man. wow. Yeah, I saw that shit. Like, because everyone's like hyping it up online. You know, they're making it seem like, yo, that shit's tickling your fucking brain matter. And it comes out, and you might have a lumbotomy. I'm like, you know what? I don't think it's that tough. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's not that bad. Like, I actually, I didn't have the nose one. I had the blood test one because I went for a physical. And then they were like, no, nah, you don't have it. I was like, all right, cool. You know, that's good to hear. But I didn't do the nose one because I'm not going to lie. I was a little afraid. Like, I don't like shit deep penetration. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yes, wait, wait. <laughs> Not that. Listen, that one. That that's the best one. I'm talking about my like my ears. So even when I clean my ears out, I'd be kind of concerned. I'm gonna like fuck my eardrum up. Bro, apparently you're not supposed to stick the Q-tip all the way in. Yeah, Q-tip. apparently you're not even supposed to use Q-tips at all. <laughs> yeah, apparently you're supposed to like just flush it out with water or like with um hydrogen peroxide. I'm like, what? I want to do that candle shit. When they put the candle. Oh, the candle. I'm not free. Like, what if fucking wax falls in your ear canal? It's a wrap for you. You cover it. You cover it. They put the cover. When you put, you you, you lay flat on the on your head, and then they put the, the piece of, like, wax paper, and then they put the candle on top of it. Listen, I got a bath, uh, bath and Body Works candle in my bedroom right now. If you want to come over, we could try. <laughs> Drop this. Let's go. You exactly, exactly. You wake up next week like, yo, what the fuck happened? Like, yo, um, not to concern you, but you look like Deadpool right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, your whole face has been burnt off. <laughs> so, you know, ever since, uh, you know, Pandemica out here, Miss, Miss Rona Championship out here, uh, everyone's been quarantining. You know, the podcast has been recording uh, virtually. And you know we've been trying to manage with the with the pandemic. What is Mr. Waffles doing during the pandemic quarantine? Like, what have you been up to? How's it treating you? 
I was working. I quit my job. Bullshit. For you to quit during a pandemic, you don't give a fuck about anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's just that I I know what I want to do. So I'm going to get my shit together and I'm going to do it. That's the thing. And with the pandemic is like the perfect time to do it. That feels you. Yeah. It kind of like, it kind of forces you to focus on shit that's more important, right? Like, I feel like life before a pandemic, we're just like taking day one at a time, like, oh, la, 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 la. And then this shit hits it. Like, wait, hold on. I might die without doing what I really want to do. Right. Exactly. So, now two weeks, two, three, what is it? It's about to be three weeks. Yes. So, what the fuck you been doing? Well, absolutely positively nothing. (laughs) I've been literally like, Shuffling back and forth between my Xbox and my PS4. Wow, and, okay. You know, I'm All just right. taking. I've been working for what ten years now, ten years straight without yep. any like vacation, vacation, and I'm just like, all right, I'm good. I'm gonna take some time off, but I know what All I'm right. gonna be. So, yeah, I'll just dope. ramp up. Um, you know, closer to the end of the month. You know, right. trying summer and then. Um, you know, September Yo, just get to work. That sounds pretty dope. You know, I know a lot of people they are out of work for other reasons, right? So the fact that you can do that and sustain yourself and just chill, you know, just like kind of like mentally reset in a way because like exactly. when you people don't realize this, but when you you start working young, like you'll burn out way quickly. Like like. The older generations, right, when they talk about, oh, well, I've been working since blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you didn't have to work as a teenager. Maybe you probably did a little paper route. You probably did a little bullshit thing. But even in college, like a lot of people who went to college back in the day, they didn't have to work because college wasn't that expensive. Exactly. So, you know, maybe they had like part-time jobs, you know, to sustain themselves a little bit. But they didn't have to do full-time anything. It's not until, like, obviously with the whole economic crisis and the shift and everything, like, now you have people who start working at, like, full-time jobs at 16, and then by the time that they're fucking 21, I'm like, yo, I'm tired of this shit. Like, I don't want to do work. I don't want to do anything. And and also another thing is, um, like, I feel like our generation, we're not willing to take put up with as much shit as our parents did. Like, exactly. there be people who... Like, they be staying at jobs for fucking decades, and they hate every single day of it. Right. Our gender, and I was talking to one of my, um, when I met up with, I saw one of my um, old junior high school mates, and we were saying the same thing. Like, he's, he's like, I'm trying to figure out ways to get fired because, you know, <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to be putting up with this shit. He's getting on his side hustle, and, um... He's like, you know, our parents, you know, they put up with this stuff, but our generation is like, nah, we're not doing it. And then the generation in front of us is even worse. They're just like, nah. Oh, yeah. These motherfuckers are burning shit. These motherfuckers <laughs> are doing TikTok dances at work. I'm like, yo, y'all really, truly don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, they really don't care. And that, and I feel it. It's, we're progressing. Now, the only thing we need to do is get these old ass motherfuckers up out of the Senate and out of Congress. So we could really, you know, get this country to where it needs to be. Because these ass ideals and all this bullshit ain't with the shits. 
Yo, let's let's talk about that. That ass family. We having a serious conversation right now. Um, I mean, obviously we're gonna get to the bullshit later, you know, which is WWE and AEW. But let's talk about this right now. I just so I watched the interview that Trump had, latest interview he had. He was a, it was an English reporter. And they were talking about COVID nineteen. This motherfucker really showed up with some PowerPoint ass, Excel ass fucking spreadsheets. Some fucking junior high school drawing a pie graph as sheets. Talking about, oh, uh, America is, is first. and last. Like, he had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. Clearly. Mm. Never. And the rep- yo, but please tell me you saw that video. Like, the reporter was, like, giving him, like, the looks. <laughs> <laughs> like, the every- motherfucker was like, excuse me? <laughs> I just have to go into a briefing with this motherfucker every morning, son. Yo. Oh, bro. Fucking morning with, with the president. You just walk, like, come on, man. Uh, me, personally, I already hate meetings. So if me working right. in the White House, I gotta go into a meeting with that, I'll be like, nah, I'm falling, I'm tripping on the White House lawn. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving my key card at home. I don't care. Every morning, something different. Oh, sorry, I'm leaving with the president. Oh, no, it's okay. You can, don't worry about it. We didn't talk about it. <laughs> The fuck's wrong with this man? <laughs> I would not be nah. Mm-mm. I would be that one employee who shows up late every fucking day. Every like, and then I have an excuse every fucking day too. Every like, fucking day. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, traffic on Washington Ave was kind of crazy. I had to go all the way around. Sorry, guys. I'm coming to work in a cast and a boot. Something. <laughs> sorry. I got fragile bones, so one thing, clack, I missed the glass, motherfucker. Sorry, every day, you know, I catch something. I'm sorry. Yo, that, but I feel you on that. Like, I hate meetings because nine times out of ten, what yeah. is said in a meeting could be put in a fucking email. Right. And then also, I feel like meetings are counterproductive because they be blaming a small problem on a whole team of people. They say, nah, while you go ahead and pull that person aside, Mm-hmm. And you tell that person how they fucked up. Okay. Now, I some sometimes I get that, like you, you hold the whole group accountable, and I get that. But when it becomes a trend, mm-hmm. like you see people, like people messing up, but like you pull the whole group into a meeting, and you're like, "This is what happened. Make team, make sure this doesn't happen again." And then you sitting there like, "I ain't do this, right?" Like with our generation, we'd be the ones to be like, um, excuse me, uh, boss man, boss lady, um, we didn't do this. You need to learn how to hold people accountable, in the mm-hmm. individuals accountable, and not hold the entire group because that that shit's discouraging. It's really discouraging. And you're like, I'm here, I'm doing my work, come to work every time, on time, all the time. I know how to come to work on time, and then you're gonna have a meeting with me about being late. What? Mm. Mm. Don't speak on it, Mr. Waffles. Speak on it. Hold the individuals accountable so that the group could be more successful. That's all right. it is. That's what it comes down to. But but then everybody's afraid, like, oh, oh my God, they're going, I don't want to have this individual conversation because they might take it the long way and go to HR. Man, mm-hmm. fuck that shit. They go to HR, pull out your receipts. If you're a good manager, if you're a good boss and you're doing what you're supposed to do, have your receipts. Oh, this person felt some type of way because you talked to them about being late. Well, they clocked in at 8.06 every fucking day. 
and and they come in. They're supposed to start work at seven forty-five. What do you want? The grace period is five minutes. So if it was seven, <laughs> but even then, motherfuckers coming in during the grace period is a grace period for a reason in case the elevators is full. Mm-hmm. But me, I didn't have no behavior. I used to show up to work late every day because so, I was. Wow. <laughs> I'm over here like, yo, deadass family, look, listen to this bomb-ass business advice, free business advice, and then here you go, not practicing what you preach. But, bro, I was the, I was the best at what I did, what I did, though. But when oh. they told me coming on time, when they told me coming on time, like, the VP of my department, she was, like, walking by. She's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, not much. What's, what's good? And she's like, um, start coming to work on time. I was like, got you, boss. And then from that time until I became a supervisor, I was never late. And then mm. I, I just up whenever I wanted to. And then you, and they became a supervisor. You're like, all right, this is a reset. <laughs> right, exactly. Reset. <laughs> but then again, companies, companies subconsciously, they do this. When you move up, like, quote, unquote, rules about attendance isn't necessarily for management. Yep. It's for the subordinates. So when you get up, when you move up, try, like, that's an experiment. Come in, come in five minutes late. Um, if you ever become a supervisor, come in five minutes late, three out of five days out of the work week. See how many times you get spoken to. And then think about when you was a subordinate coming in late. Like, oh, these motherfuckers talk to me every day. This motherfucker mm. ain't talking two weeks about being late. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different when you, when you move up. But also, make sure you're good at your job, good at what you do. Because you can't right. be slack coming in late. It's, a, it's, it's kind of a trade-off. You know, oh, this person, you know, they come in late every day, but sometimes they stay late or, you know, he, he or she got like the most productive team. Okay. You know, there's a process to things. So don't be a delinquent now. Yo, Mr. Waffles is dropping some knowledge here. Deadass family. I'm pretty sure a lot of the deadass family members that listen to the show are probably slackers. I know a lot of y'all are pieces of shit because we're pieces of shit. So (laughs) y'all probably be questioning your managers all the time. Y'all probably be showing up two hours late talking about, oh, my bad, and that's it. <laughs> like... Come on, let's give people some credit. But if all you right. want to question the manager, make sure you got a reason to do so. Question all right. And you know what is crazy that you say that, Trev, is that it's true. Like, at my last job, I became one of the, you know, like, in the executive leadership and rules, I started noticing certain rules were not applying to me, all right? Like, I had, so my way of rebelling at work was showing up late, right? And it wasn't, sometimes it was legitimate reasons why I was late, and sometimes it was just me not wanting to wake up. So I started showing up, like, half hour, 45 minutes late, like, three, four days a week. And I was, I mean, you know, I used to get the phone calls like, yo, hey, we need you. But it was never like, ain't nobody wrote me up. Nobody put that shit on my record. Nobody pulled me aside. Like, hey, you know, you got to start coming in. Like, they'll tell me, hey, you got to start showing up a little more on time. But that's it. It was never like, oh, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get written up. It was kind of like, whatever, you got to do what you got to do. And I started noticing like, if I slipped up, if I fucked up, if I made an error, they would just talk to me and that's it. Like, it was not a documentation process. It was not some performance plan put in place. It was more like, yo, just don't do it again. 
And as I got better at my job, I started noticing that a lot of shit would be slipped. Like, there were times where I would call out just to call out. I would I would even call out within the three hour time frame. Like I'd literally call out like an hour before and they'd be like, Okay, feel better, talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like but let one of the, you know, subordinates do that shit, you know, they getting written up, they getting like they getting their asses handed to them. Now yeah. there was somebody else with me who was executive management and he used to do the same shit I did, but that motherfucker had it worse because he was terrible at his job. Like, I, if any, if I wasn't around to to cover his ass, like he would be exposed from day one. So he was always like, "Yo, but you show up late all the time. How come they never give you a, a, a problem?" I'm like, "Well, let's think about it. I stay late a lot. All right, I may show up late. You know, I may show up an hour late, but I'll stay two, three hours behind in the office." All right. And I'm on my fucking emails on, on a Saturday. OK, like I've answered work calls during wrestling pay-per-views when we all hang out together. Like, listen, my methods may be a little unorthodox, but I get shit done and you you haven't. So that's why. So that ass family, if y'all want to be slackers, be Game good. What you say? I said game recognized game. That's what it comes down to. The company Basically. sees the company will let you get away with like as long as you're not jeopardizing their, their pockets, they'll let you basically get away with murder if it doesn't mm-hmm. jeopardize, you know, the dollars, the the bottom line. Right. Like company, look at all these fucking bankers on Wall Street. I'm pretty sure most of these motherfuckers got bodies on them, okay? I'm pretty sure they <laughs> killed a couple prostitutes in their day. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, RIP, RIP to all the beautiful sex workers. But listen, I, I work in corporate America right now, and I know I see the shit that they be doing. I'm like, yo, I see you. And if I fucking catch you doing it again, and I happen to have my phone, and I happen to have the TMZ website up, <laughs> and I happen to just submit a, an anonymous tip, don't say anything, okay? And when I check my PayPal account and there's a certain amount of money from TMZ sent to me, don't say <laughs> anything, okay? <laughs> don't do speaking, about, speaking about tips, all right, we got to talk about the, the tip queens, all right? We got to talk about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Nope. nope. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> what do you mean, no? <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> hey, hey, let me just say this off the top. Fuck all y'all out there that's talking about this is not what women should be doing. All y'all mm. could kiss black ass. Fuck that shit. Let women take control of their bodies. If they want to talk about they wet ass pussy, let them do it. I'm here mm. for it. It don't matter. Rapping, we appreciate a woke king. Y'all would have her rapping. Like, I remember, and I just, and she was right, because I just watched something that she said. And she said, oh, you, um, you guys were mad at me when I did be and was something different. And now that I go back to doing what I was doing before, I did be careful. Y'all mad. That guy mm-hmm. that dude from California, where the fuck 
your name is talking about this is you can't have women out here like this. They're not setting examples for the future. They um they're freaking they didn't have any father figures, bro. Mm-hmm. What fuck out of here? Nah, yeah, like republic like Republicans, just all politicians in general. I don't know why y'all gotta come and listen. If you watched it and you beat off to it, just say you did and keep it fucking moving, okay? Like he, as- <laughs> he saw it by accident. Man. By accident. <laughs> Man. Let me tell you something. This this song came out. It hasn't even been played on radio. It came out on streaming platforms. You had to go into a streaming platform. You had to look for the song. You have to click the song. Click play. Okay? That's too many steps. Too many steps that that's not going to be an accident. But boy, that video was lit. It, it, it for sure was, yo. Like, the visuals. I love the visuals. Um, it kind of reminded me, like, an old... Uh, Buster Rhymes, Missy Elliott video, like all the colors and like you know how everything it looked like kind of like a fun house, and it was. I, I, I wasn't. Even, I wasn't even mad. Kylie was there. Oh, so I didn't really care. Like I'm, you know, like yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. Like I'm not. It's not that I'm mad. I'm not happy. It's like whatever. She's there. She's there. Yeah. She got paid to walk down a hallway. Um. But like what, well, like what Cardi said, it was like you know she's a friend of Megan's, but also she wanted to include women from different industries. So yeah. she had a social media, uh, um, a social media influencer. She had Normani, who was killing it. Mm-hmm. Quack, quack. Rosalina, I didn't even know who she was. Now I do. And then what's her name? Mulatto, the short yeah. little yeah, so, Mulatto, who's he's, she's like a rapper from the south. Badass. She does, yo, yeah. She got a fat ass. (laughs) Yeah, so it was cool. Like, yeah, she has Rosalia, who's a, she's a Spanish um, artist. She does, like, a lot of flamenco and, like, a lot of that, um, you know, like, the Spaniard arts, which is crazy because, like, a lot of people had opinions about the video, and I'm like, yo, listen. 2020 has been a shit bucket, right? And we finally have something that kind of takes away our distraction for a little bit. It kind of makes us happy for a little bit. And y'all yep. need to shit on it and bring it back to reality. Like, listen, we're living reality every day. When we wake up, it's reality. When we go to work, it's reality. When we step out these fucking doors, we're already in the real world. You have two badass bitches okay, who just come out, they're like, yo, we're gonna make a fun summertime bop for the girls and for the gays, okay? Mm-hmm. And for the dudes. Like, we're gonna make a fun-ass song. We're gonna make a fun-ass video. And that's it. And I feel like people are shitting on it way too much because, you know, it's, it's either, oh, well, Nicki Minaj did this first. I'm like, no. Little Kim did this first. Like, if you really truly want to go back, Lil' Kim was the one who fucking well, did the whole... Exactly. You know, the whole, like, sexual female in rap thing, okay? And we had people to follow that. We're not here to compare. We're here to appreciate. And, uh, you know, too many of y'all like, oh, you know... Uh, first of all, there's a dude on Twitter. There's a dude on Twitter. Hold on. Let me see if I can bring up the tweet because I gotta air his shit out. Trevi... <laughs> Trevi, when you hear this shit, I swear. 
This man really said with his whole entire fucking chest. <laughs> okay, with his entire big boy pants on. Talking about wet pussy isn't, isn't even all that. <laughs> Whoa, he's a virgin. <laughs> he goes, so this guy, his at is Glacier underscore Sama. In case y'all deadass family want to go on Twitter, look it up, and, and you know, roast this shit. He goes, extremely wet pussy ain't even the best pussy. If it's too slippery for me to feel anything, it's trash. Add some cream for viscosity. <laughs> nah. Missionary is definitely his favorite position. <laughs> it's like dead fish. Like you said, glaciers that don't move. He likes that dead fish missionary. Yo, like, it's so some. <laughs> and, you know, he, he goes on to like say. What would you say? So he probably comes like Napoleon Dynamite. Right. <laughs> And he goes, extremely wet pussy is bottom tier. Wet pussy with a little cream for thickness, top tier. What is he and making? He, a what the fuck? Like this mo- I'm like, motherfucker, this is not Starbucks. You can't just <laughs> add three pumps of cream into anything. What the fuck? It's like, like he's making gravy. <laughs> that mixing up the cornstarch. The cornstarch. You want to add it for thickness. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, this so you know the dead ass family. Uh, we we talk about sex all the time. We're sex posy. Yo, so, by the way, don't ever introduce me as Trevi Waffles. My name is Trevi Pete the Alpaca. Oh, Trevi Pete the Alpaca. Exactly, Meg the Stallion, Trevi the Alpaca. We lit. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> and the baby, whatever the baby is, is going to be the baby at the pony. That's our the baby. baby at the pony. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the child. Whatever the child name is. <laughs> you got a whole fucking stable and shit. Fucking <laughs> right. But stable. yo, Sex Posse Podcast, we're going to talk about it. Listen, all right? Men, especially the men who listen to this podcast, because I, I see the demographics. We, we have 65% men who, who, watch, who listen to this podcast, right? Um, if a girl does not get turned on by you, does not get wet, that's a problem. That's a signal in your brain that should tell you, yo, maybe I'm not doing something right. Maybe I should ask her what I need to do right. You know, maybe I should try to try to fix things, right? If you fucking a girl dry, you're a rapist. <laughs> what? End of the day. If she's dry, you're literally raping this bitch. Okay? Jesus. Trigger warning, by the way. I'm sorry. I should probably say that ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> Trigger warning. Jesus. There's no way in hell that you're going to force your fucking earthworm Jim Dick into a dry vagina. Like, that's not going to work. Like, it's just skin friction. And then. Tell me I'm wrong. Like, you're telling me that your dick is not going to get some road rash trying to force uh-huh. itself into something? That's how condoms break. Right. Like, you you cannot. Like, nah, dudes. Listen. You need okay. to do the foreplay. You need to. Okay? 
dudes can get hard. Like, you can fucking, a wind can blow by, a wind can <laughs> whisper in your ear, like, and then boom, you're like, you're on brick. But with girls, it's like, you need to get the engine started a little bit. You need to let the car warm up before you get inside and drive. That's true. All right. If you talk, and, and also, eat the box, play with the nipples, caress her neck. Right, and just ask her what the fuck she likes, because not every woman is is the same. Like some women are like, "Yo, I want you to spit in my mouth." Other <laughs> women are like, "No, nah, I just want you to rub my back." Other women could be like, "No, nah, just ma- you know, make out with me." Like you need to ask your partner, okay, what they like. Like you can't just go like, "All right, boom, I'm hard, let's go in," and it's like, "Yo, it's gonna be very painful for her. It's going to be very painful for you, and it's just gonna kill the mood entirely." Yep, and then you might end up with a baby because you might come and the condom broke and you don't know. Right, exactly. And you, you to her, it's like, no, I, I don't think, I don't think anything happened. And then fucking a month later, she misses a period. And it's it's a wrap for you. Mm-hmm. Now, um, if your girl is not getting, listen, if she don't got the super soaker, that's fine because another thing people need to realize is if you're on medications or if you have certain disorders, they like sometimes that can affect the sex drive, like. Certain medications could lower your libido. Certain medications could probably just, like, dry you up, all right? Um, sometimes, like, if you have certain uh, disorders or, or illnesses, that can also affect it. And listen, if you go to adamandeve.com using the special Deadass Girls link, you can buy yourself some Astroglide. <laughs> you can buy yourself some... <laughs> Is water-based? No. Okay, water bait. Yes, let's talk about it because I put something up on Instagram about anal sex. Water based lubricants are your friend. Oil based lubricants, first of all, they destroy condoms. All right, so that condom that you probably had in your wallet from fucking 2005 from that free clinic, first of all, throw that shit out. <laughs> okay. Your condom, it should not be older than TikTok. Your condom should not be older than some of these applications out here. Okay? Go get yourself a fresh box of condoms. Okay? Right. They go into the clinic. Go ones into CVS. Right. Ones get get fit. ones that fit. And and you know what? Trial and error. Don't buy magnums. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't buy magnums if you really need a fucking rubber band. Like, no. Like... Oh, Sit, wow. you know, lay, lay down, you know, if you are, if you're uncut, roll the skin back, you know, put it on the tip, make sure you squeeze a little bit on the tip because you need a little pocket for for the cum to be caught in and then roll it down. And if it doesn't roll down completely, if that shit's too tight, go up another size. If that shit fits right, good. It, sh- it should not look like a do-rag. Your condom should not have a flap out. <laughs> okay, that shit should that shit should not be baggy. Like it should not look like a baggy tee from back in early two thousands. Like your your condom should not be. Don't sag it. Okay, don't fucking put it to the side. Okay, don't no. Your condom is not a fashion statement. Like don't try to put some shit. Like oh, you know what? I'm about to I'm about to put two on. Don't put two on. Guess what? Both of them are gonna rub against each other and fucking break. Oh, what about saran wrap? Don't use saran wrap, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, people really are showing themselves after the song dropped. I'm like, okay, so you fuck dry. 
you're a rapist. <laughs> okay. Some girls, and you know the pick-me-ass bitches out here, all right? For, that, for those of y'all who don't know what a pick-me is, just to educate you a little bit, it's a, it's a woman who, she goes so hard for male attention that she throws other women under the bus. It's literally internalized misogyny, okay? They're like, oh, I'm, I'm not like most girls. I cook and I clean and I, I don't show my ass in the club. And I go to church on Sundays. Like, good for you, Betty Sue. I'm throwing it back. I'll show my ass in the club, too. I just don't go to church. Right. That's it. Guess what? Just because you are insecure in your womanhood and your femininity, you feel weird about it, you should not be making other people feel weird about it either. Okay? Because at the end of the day, like Cardi said, I don't cook, I don't clean, but I still got a ring. Because she's doing something right. Right. Because she's throwing it the fuck back on Offset. Offset. And she has this adorable ass child who who they both are raising together. Like Let him cheat on him again. It's uh, on sight. It's a wrap for offset. It's a wrap. It's on sight when I see you. (laughs) You too, Tory Lanes. It's on sight when I see you. Oh God. Actually, you know what? We're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. We spoke about it a little bit on the last episode with Benji. Get that ass family. Check that out. But yo, it's on site. If you harm women, it's on site for you. That's it. On site. Chris Brown is on site. It's been on site. It's on site. Don't think niggas they forget about you. Your little emotional abuse. Make it's on site, Drake. Wait, you talking about Drake? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What did Drake do? With Rihanna. Oh, yeah, nah. Hey, First of all, he was canceled forget. for that, and he was canceled. He had a whole ass child that he lo- he hid from people. <laughs> You're hiding a child. You know, something that y'all should know about the Deadass Girls podcast. Don't fuck dry. Wear, use water-based lubricants. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't hurt women. That's it. Like, if you can follow those three basic steps, we can yep. move on to lesson number two on how to not be racist. If you want to listen to those episodes, check them out. They're they're great, insightful. Yep. Um, you know, Cardi B got hella ass. Meg the Stallion got hella. Ass. I think Meg has more ass than Cardi. Am I wrong? Nah, Cardi got hers done, but Cardi got more ass than Meg. Well, Meg's is natural, so right. And it's probably because she's taller that it makes it look. Yeah, but Meg got oh God, Jesus Christ, oh Lord. Bro, like, what more can you want? Like, you have a beautiful woman who raps very well. Like, let's not even, like, let's not kid ourselves. The fucking song. It's a better rapper. Oh, wait, wait. What you just said? I said Maggie's a better rapper than Nicki Minaj. Oh, I a hundred, a thousand million percent agree with that. Because it's only so many times that you can say my bitches are my sons before I'm like, okay, I get it. What else? What else? (laughs) Like, like if y'all go back to a lot of Nicki songs, she recycles a lot of verses. And if you listen to her music enough, you'll be like, oh, shit, she said that in blah, blah, blah. Oh, she used this line in blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, how you... Don't expose. Oh, no. It's like you go to your, like, you write a paper one year, and then you go to, like, 
level two of that class the next year, and then you just reuse that paper. Sometimes it could work. It sometimes it could work, but sometimes it's like, hold up, I read this before. Why does it sound <laughs> familiar? Like, so yeah, a thousand percent better. Like her, even her flow on this song was different. Like she mm-hmm. is a southern rapper, and it translated so well in the beginning when she came back on. It's like, yo, and then Cardi is the quintessential like New York rapper. Like she just said shit. She was like, listen. I want you to touch that thingly thing in the back of my Fuck you, send my truck in my garage. All right, then. Let's go. See, really? I was like, the uvula? But you know what? The way she said it, it was fucking dope. Because I'm like, yeah, you're right. Not everyone knows the name of that thing. Your tonsils. <laughs> so it was a dope song. I, I listened to it like maybe 15 times already. It's definitely like, yo, imagine going to brunch after quarantine and they play this song after your girl had like five mimosas it's over like it's she she's throwing it back at home okay like she has all to. the way through the bed frame <laughs> through the bed frame <laughs> you know um well, you know, what wrestlers do you see about dancing to the song plus size fam for you Okay. Uh, oh, of course. Of oh, course, oh. Faye Jackson is fucking dancing to the shit out of this song. You know she's grinding up on somebody for this song. She's grinding up on me. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah, you did meet her. Remember she she ate with us when we were at Legends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That shit at the beginning of some of these songs. Good God Almighty. <laughs> Damn, Faye, mm-hmm. where'd you guys find this? <laughs> oh my God. Yo, shout out to Faye Jackson, who is awesome on social media. If you guys don't follow her, get your ass to Twitter. She's fucking hilarious. Instagram. Okay, get just the Instagram where she be posting up the the links, the flicks. Okay. Um. Also, we had a little interaction with Faye on Twitter. All right. I tried to, uh, I tried to yeah. sign it a times. They wouldn't let me. I got to change it. <laughs> you got to change the email. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get your asses to the petition change.org. We have the link in our bios everywhere. It's already easy. Just go in the link and click it and sign it we're trying to get faye jackson to dance on raw underground for daddy shane mcmahon okay if y'all don't know faye jackson by now she absolutely loves shane okay she wants to throw it back on him and the dead ass girls put a little petition together all right we did that yep what podcast you know is doing petitions for their indie wrestlers none Okay, cause cause y'all are waps, whack ass podcast. That's why. <laughs> what? Got him. <laughs> so, yo, right now the petition has over two hundred signatures. Okay, yo, which bro, is tag Shane What'd you say? That? Said tag Shane O'Mac on it. In, on yo. Twitter. We about to tag a whole bunch of people on that shit. Like, we about to blow the shit up. 
and we also have some really dope um comments of course like we have John Zitrar who said this is a no-brainer if anything can make raw watchable it's Faye. Uh we also have uh Tina Louise who said Faye deserves to showcase her talents. Soraya Allen said the show needs a real booty and and just a lot of positive love from the people signing the petition. It's still up. Listen, if we can somehow some way see see this going to fruition if we can even get someone from WWE to acknowledge it not only are y'all doing Faye Jackson a, a for favor you're doing the dead ass girls a favor okay for getting our, our recognition for the petition because y'all be making petitions for the dumbest shit <laughs> this is not dumb <laughs> did you see the video of where they um, edited out Kylie from the a WAP video and no. instead of, they put Chris Tucker from Fifth Element in it because he was basically I'm... the same thing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's fu- oh I know exactly what part of the movie you're talking about. Exactly. I'm yep. done with that. <laughs> I can't no I can't. Someone said that they should have put Nisi Nash in place of Kylie. Oh, nah. I would have flew out to the production studio. <laughs> oh, nah. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Too much? Nah. That's Too much thickness? Yo, boy. Between her, Cardi, fucking... Ma- what? Now, oh. yo, imagine... Okay, so if we had to rewrite, like, all the women in the thing, right? So imagine it's Mag Cardi, Niecy Nash... Instead of uh, Rosalia, we had Rihanna in that shit. Bro. And then we could keep Normani, and then we could keep Mulatto. Imagine that shit. That video would have broken. That would have. That shit would have broken the internet. It would have. It would have destroyed. Bro. That. Bro. <laughs> You're speechless. Making when you making cookie cookie batter, and then that shit gets hard. That's how <laughs> that shit is. Like you out too long. That's how thick that shit would have got. You put your spoon in it, and then the handle break, bro. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, hell no. <laughs> Yo, they'd be thicker than cold grits, like boy. <laughs> or like you know when you eat oatmeal. And you leave your oatmeal to get too cold, and that shit gets like fucking clumpy. Mm-hmm. And you try to eat it, but that shit is just thick. Thicker than gruel, bro. That's that gruel. <laughs> I'm done with you, yo. <laughs> That's the name of the episode, by the way. <laughs> Thicker than gruel. How you even spell gruel, though? <laughs> I don't know, but yo, that, that video, props to them. That shit was that shit was just what we needed. Keep mm-hmm. talking about your pussy. Keep doing it, and hopefully this video doesn't discourage. It empowers all of the women, all the women in the world, mm-hmm. about their pussy like that, their body like that. Go up and tell a nigga, yeah, you want my wet ass pussy, mm. but you ain't gonna get it. Mm. Mm, exactly. I mean, nah, I would have. 
I would have actually also here. liked to see um, someone else in the video. If they had Lizzo in that shit, that shit would have been dope. Where is Lizzo? I feel like Lizzo... I feel like Lizzo's really quarantining. Or maybe well, Lizzo's in... Yeah, she's been quarantined. So, because I follow her on social, so her aunt recently passed away. Oh. And so she's just kind of been like... and. And the fucked up thing, too, is that she put up a video saying why she's been away, and people were making fun of her. They go get your fat ass off the screen. Like, they were really, and then she did a workout video, and they still roasted her. I'm like, I don't get this. Y'all talking about fat people to get skinny, go work out. You have a fat person work out, and y'all still making fun of her? Those are people that just have nothing in life, and they need social media to become as a person. Right. And it's like, yo, like at the and not only that, at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, it's not even about her losing weight. It's not even about health. It's just y'all just don't fuck with fat people. That's it. Like y'all just don't like fat people. If you don't, fine, keep it pushing. But when you get fucking rocked by a <laughs> six hundred pound dude at the KFC parking lot, don't say shit. Okay? When somebody when a fat dude eats your food, and figuratively, I'm bringing that term back. When he said, I'm going to eat your food, and he's not talking about your food food, he means he's going to run up in your shit and, and done your shit in. Don't say anything. All right? Like, don't say anything, okay? I think, did people say that everywhere else, or was that only a New York term? When someone said, I'm about to eat his food. <laughs> I think it's only a New York term. Anyways, old heads who listen to the podcast, because apparently we have a, a very large demographic of 35 to 39 year olds that listen to us. Eat the food. Eat your right. gruel. Eat your, I'm, about to, I'm about to eat your gruel. <laughs> but nah, that, that would have been too much ass. And even though Kylie paid for hers, it was looking kind of good too. Yeah, no, nah, I will say she looked great. Um, it's just her, her face looks way too done up. Like it, it looks kind of. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this music video. Do you remember Soundgarden's "Black Hole Sun"? Mm-mm. Okay. For y'all listening to this, go look up the Soundgarden "Black Hole Sun" music video, and you see how everyone's smiling mad creepily. That's exactly what Kylie Jenner looks like. You think she was trying too hard with the strut? In the face? No, I don't think she was trying. I think she was doing what she had to do. She was being sexy. It's just, you know, people have a complex relationship with the Kardashian-Jenner family because they're culture vultures. Um, you know, I listen, Meg, see, I feel like her and Cardi, they're one of these people who are like, yo, listen, we're down for being with women. We're down for the woman empowerment. But we will also slide on a bitch if they try me. And <laughs> a lot yep. of people, yeah, like a lot of people misinterpret that. It's like, listen, you can, we can be friends. But if you fuck me over, it's a wrap for you. And I think that's what happened in the beginning where Cardi tried to be friends with Nikki. But we all know Nicki Minaj, after she made it out the hood, she became one of those people who she just... She became so far removed from that culture that she just changed herself. And people saw it. It's like, yo, why are you still rapping about Queens? You haven't been in Queens in fucking years. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And 
Cardi was like, listen, I may be rich, but I'm still a bitch from the Bronx and I'll still rock your shit. I don't care if we're in the street or we're in a fucking high fashion gala, like what happened that fashion week, you mm, know, nope. it's like, I will run up on your shit. So, um, I, I love hip hop because of Cardi B. That shit was the, that no, was like, I stopped I watching it after she left. I started watching it when she got there and I stopped when she left. Yep. Because she was the only one who made it interesting. Yeah. Now, of course, that's not to say because I'm a Cardi fan and I'm a Nagda Stallion fan. That's not to say that I condone everything she does because she was problematic. She used to say some transphobic shit, some homophobic mm-hmm. shit. She used to say some color shit too. Let's not let's not all act like she's innocent. But the cool thing about it is that as she gets older, because people forget that she's only like twenty fucking five. No, nah, she's our age. She's twenty eight. Oh, she's 28 now? Okay, no, I think it's Meg who's younger. Yeah, Meg is like, yeah, Meg is, yeah, Megan is, yeah, like they're still in their 20s. They're still discovering themselves. There's, they're, it's the difference is that now they're richer. So yeah. obviously they have more resources for them to learn. So, like, people need to understand that you can grow as a person and you can actually change. As long as you see that they're implementing the change, right? Like, a lot of people like to drag Cardi because, like, oh, well, you said this back then. I'm like, yeah, but your favorite wrestler is still saying that shit. Okay? And who am I talking about? I'm talking about Marty Janetti. Oh, about Marty? I told you we ran. Oh, Randy Orton, too. Fuck that shit. How you going to be talking about Black Lives Matter and then low-key start you still retweeting Trump shit? Bro, Marty Janetti. <laughs> okay, let's get into that. So, Marty Janetti, I don't know, first of all, if you say that Marty Janetti is your favorite wrestler, please know that Jizzy from the Deadass Girls podcast said, go fuck your moms. <laughs> Bro, Marty Janetti is that nigga to cheat on the test and then tell the teacher he cheated. <laughs> And still fail the test. <laughs> Bro, what? what? So, all right. Now, this is the wrestling portion of the Deadass Girl. So, in case y'all want to skip the first hour, which you don't. You don't want to skip this. This is quality primo content. In fact, we have a double drop this weekend. Because not only do we have this new episode. We also have the Deadass Zoom baby shower dropping on YouTube exclusively. Okay. We did a what? baby shower. Yep. Let me tell you about this, Mr. Waffles. So the homie over at Smackin' It Raw, Matt Ritter, you know, him and his beautiful wife are expecting their first kid. And, you know, because of COVID, you know, they mm-hmm. couldn't really have a baby shower, couldn't really celebrate. So we're like, yo, let's do a Zoom baby shower with all the podcast people. All right. We did it on the Saturday. And it was perfect because I was home alone, so I made as much noise as I needed to. Um, so it was the Smackin' It Raw people, the Smacked Raw people, two different people. I don't know how they both ended up with the same names. I'm gonna have to fight for the death for the name, actually. Nah, it is two different Smackin' It Raw. Fucking it's Smackin' It Raw and then Smacked Raw. I'm high yeah. as shit. <laughs> it does sound like that. Yo, I'm Smacked Raw, son. <laughs> uh, we got the our Asian oh. homies, the Getcho Boys, all right, the Getcho Podcast. They're fucking dope. Um, and we also had 
uh, Vince on that shit, Vince Delgado. We also have Benji, who got roasted to oblivion that entire night. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the dad-ass girls, us representing. So we all got on Zoom, and we just talking shit for like two, it was like two hours, maybe, two, three hours. But That's that cool. shit was fun because um, I ended up like creating baby shower games, like online virtual games. Um, and then we played, like, we played Hangman. We played Abort It or Birth It. What? Oh, <laughs> I don't even want to know. Don't, don't tell me nothing. I'm good. No, no, it was actually funny though, because uh, because it was it was funny because like he he had his wife there, so she's like very pregnant on the Zoom, and and I said let's play a game called Abort It or Birth It. She just looks in the camera like what? <laughs> Love me now. That's it. <laughs> so I was like, yo, we're going to go around the Zoom room and we're going to give you a wrestler name and you're going to tell us if you're with it or if you birthed it or if you're not with it, you abort it. So that was, you know, it's cool. Everyone talking about their wrestlers. You should have um, you should just, you named it. You know, fuck that shit. But you should have named it birthed it, aborted, or adopted. Or oh. leave it at I like that. Yo, the next person, the next person in the dad's family that has a baby shower, we got that on that. Um, and first of all, I was smacked. I was hella fucking booted on that. Like, I had just, I had smoked half a J and I was drinking. So I was literally creating these games on the fly. And then, son, and we were just roasting each other, of course. Um, and we were just saying, we were, we were talking about Ricochet's, um, you know, Ricochet's tape. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to drop that because there is a very awesome Sasha Banks impression that I did with the wig, by the way. I whipped out the purple wig and I did a whole Sasha Banks thing. So, that is family. That's going down this weekend. All right. We're recording right now Saturday. So, that's going to come up soon. And, yeah, it was a, it was dope shit. Um, dope content, and then you know that that's that. So that's the kind of content you want to drop. You don't want to drop that you killed somebody in Canada, <laughs> bro. That's gonna be a dark side of the ring episode. Guarantee. I, yo, I guarantee you, they're definitely gonna have one. They're definitely gonna hit a Marty. He's definitely gonna go and talk about himself, and then he's gonna say more such shit. Mm-hmm. Talking about oh, you're. Your Jamaican temper. I'm like, what are you, sir? The yeah, racism, she... homophobia, and murder in this tweet is crazy. The CTE from the ring bumps is getting to him. <laughs> oh, no. It's not even Twitter. What? It's the worst platform of them all. He put that shit on Facebook. It's probably a piece of glass from the um from that barbershop. <laughs> Got unlodged and he started talking. He just got a piece of glass that just like this <laughs> dislocated itself and just floating in his eye. Exactly. <laughs> Martin, tell the truth. So yeah, what do you what do you, what did you think about that? I'm just like I don't even know what to think. It's just like okay, so he may have committed murder. <laughs> now what? <laughs> <laughs> you go from there. Next thing you know, he has somebody keeping somebody in his base. Oh wow! Right, like yo, like I heard that the cops apparently are looking into that. Into it now, yeah. So it's just yeah. sit tight, popcorn. So, like okay, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say right now for all the old wrestlers out there, if you committed any crime near Marty Jannetty, please do yourself a favor and get you a really good fucking lawyer because ah. this motherfucker is about to snitch yep. on Facebook for free. Like, he's not even getting a book deal out of this. Like, he's not even getting paid to snitch. He's doing this shit for the fucking leisure. <laughs> Side note, speaking of snitching and leisure, can somebody please t- tell Takashi 6 9 to go back in his house? <laughs> Did you see that video of him rolling around in the wagon? Yes, I fucking did. Looking oh. like Jigsaw from se- fucking Saw and shit. <laughs> Somebody, please tell the man stay home. I'm please. surprised that he's still alive. I'm not going to lie. I thought for sure somebody would have already slid. Like, not I'm gonna, pretty I, sure someone would have already tried it. I think that's real. That's real. That's real, real jail time because he's a federal witness. That's true, yeah. That is true. That's like, oh, you ain't never seeing nobody ever again. Exactly. Like, you're going to be in the hole. No parole. (laughs) Bro, they sending you somewhere. Like, they treating you the same way they treat people who assassinate political figures. You're getting a fucking needle in the the neck. Hell yeah. (laughs) You get your last meal, which is probably a grape. All you hear is a drip of water, and that's where you're drinking your water from. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's probably why, and it sucks because he's flying it. But, Trevi, think about it. There's going to be that one who doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. And I'm going to be tight. I'm going to be tight if I'm his security. Yep. There's going to be that one person who, like, fuck jail. I'm going to kill myself right as I shoot him. And there's gonna be there's gonna be one person who truly, truly is about the listen. It's about that. There's people. There are people out here who are born with permanent black air forces. Okay. <laughs> there are people out here who are born with silver teeth. There are people out here who are born with that tendency Nike. to not give a fuck. With Nike ACG stomping niggas out. Yep. Exactly. Like, yo, if he... No, no, no. Let's talk about the fit that you got to be worried about. <laughs> if this man is wearing black Air Forces with jean shorts that are going past his knee, the jean shorts look like Capri because they're <laughs> down his ankles, and he's wearing an oversized white beater with stains on it, it's with a dewey on, it's over. he does it's- not care about life. If he doesn't care about what he looked like going outside, he doesn't care about his life. Not even a silk do-rag. Therefore, he does not care about your life. <laughs> exactly. And therefore, it is over. Exactly. Okay. I just want to side note that because I saw that video and I'm like, oh, God, this guy's back. I'm waiting to hear the news about Bobby. Yo, free Bobby Schmurda 2020. Let's go. We need Wait. another computer to drop. Shit, if Loon can get out of jail, Bobby Schmurda can get out. You know what sucks? You know what really sucks, though, is that we could have had Pop Smoke and Bobby Schmurda. We could. We could have, but then greedy, jealous motherfuckers had to ruin it. 
and had to kill. Yo, let's talk about this. When you become famous and you're from the hood, please, for the love of all that's good and holy, drop these hood friends. Drop them. You don't I would need say, them. I don't. I would say don't leave your hood. You know that, mm, but think of like bro, I don't know, the, like the California, bro. Like yeah, yeah, you, oh, no, 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 for for real, don't go to Cali. You wouldn't have got I I'm I'm an RIP, bro. But I don't think you would have got shot in Brooklyn. That's true. I agree. I I definitely agree with that because it's like you take people out of their element and then they start getting jealous and then they be like, yo, nobody's gonna protect y'all here. Yep, and I feel like Pop had uh, he had all the protection in Brooklyn. Even if he went to Queens, he would have had protection. What you said is true. California is definitely way different. I feel like at Cali is, and you've been there, so you probably have more experience than I have. But I feel like a lot of people who move to Cali, they surround themselves with a lot of yes men. They surround themselves with a lot of people who be like, "Yeah, do it, do it, fuck it, whatever," and then. When you need help, those same people are not there for you. Bro, Nipsey got killed outside his own store. That's yep. how it's different. Yep. And then, you know, they'll be like, nah, I'm not snitching. I'm not saying who it was. I'm like, yo, like, that's your dude. Like, how are you going to be on social media writing for your mans? And then you see him struggling or you see him die. And then you're just going to be like, oh, now the quote of the streets. I'm like, yo, fuck that. Yeah. Honestly, fuck the code of the streets, especially because a lot of people who stay there about that street life are not. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think he would have been killed here. Um, I do think that if you have the means, you should move up and you should move move on with your life. But Cali is not the only place in the fucking world that you can live. All right? Like, I'm pretty sure you could do music here. You could have just went to a nicer apartment here or whatever. You could have bought a house here. Or you could have been in Long Island or whatever. You could have stayed in the hood if you wanted to. Um, But hood friends or childhood friends, they, because they've seen you grow up and they've seen you at your worst, sometimes they're not going to be there for you for your best. Like, sometimes they're not going to really support your dream as much as you'd hope they would because... That envy kicks in, that jealousy kicks in, and they're like, oh, well, how come so-and-so's getting it? How come I'm not getting it? You know, that's not fair. And it's like, listen, you should be happy for your friends regardless of what they do. Like, if you truly are friends, like, you should be fucking excited for whatever new shit comes their way. Like, if you if you find yourself feeling bitter about something your friend did, then you got to reevaluate that friendship. Yep. You know, like that, that, that's a bit issue. And I feel like that happens a lot when that happens in wrestling too. Like when you have friends who you grow up and y'all are indie wrestlers, but then you see one got to come up and you're still struggling. And then what happens all of a sudden these scandals start popping up, all of these anonymous stories come dropping. And I'm like, "Mm, let's be honest here, guys. It's probably your jealous-ass indie friend who probably said this shit, or else we would not have known about it. Yep. You know, uh, unlike Marty Jannetty, he's just trash overall, and he just tells on himself, so... (laughs) 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 Oh, Marty. Yo, so what did you think about this week of wrestling? 
NXT was lit as usual. Um, as usual, NXT is just um, killing it. Um, Sammy Guevara is a very dangerous person. Um, Raw Underground was it was interesting, fucking hilarious, yo. <laughs> it was, and I want I want I want them. I want to know who that big guy was. That I think it was like the first or second fight. The dude with the dreads, that big yeah, ass was, dude. Was that Dio? That, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the black guy. There was a white guy there with the dreads, and he was just oh. like he had the first, first or second fight, and he was just fucking. He was just beating the shit out of that dude. I want to know who that is because he caught yeah. my eye. Yeah, we're gonna have to yo that ass family drop us some knowledge on the Twitter if you know who that was. I might have to do a little research myself because. I didn't like I caught it, but then I, I had to go use the bathroom. So I, I missed him, but I watched the rest of Raw on the ground. I'ma say this, yo. When they showed the girls dancing, I was cackling already. <laughs> All right. Bruh. I'm like, yo, Bruh. this shit looked like Def Jam Fight that's for some, New York. That's some Shane O'Mac shit. It really oh, is, yo. I thought they was gonna bring Shane back, you know, do like some general manager type shit, <laughs> you know, like how Stephanie was there the week before. Nope. Uh, and then they just um, and then they just fucking just did this basic shit. I'm kind of upset that Dexter Loomis is not gonna be in that ladder match on um, mm-hmm. at, at Takeover. Uh, but I can honestly say I appreciate them for giving us these fresh matchups. The freaking um, I appreciate NXT. Oh, yeah, let me say NXT specifically for giving us these mm. fresh matchups. I appreciate them trying to create new stars. I appreciate Mercedes Martinez running that boot into Rhea Ripley's forehead. Yo, that shit was. Yo, that shit was disrespectful. That match is going to be lit. It is. You know, Rhea out here looking like Android 18 and shit. And then (laughs) fucking Pat McAfee, son. Okay. All right. Let's talk about it. Yo, yo. I'm not even mad he fucked him. Did you see how Adam's whole body, neck, shoulder just dropped? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me ask you first. During that interview, did you think it was a work or a shoot? I think the thing is, I've never seen somebody make fun of Adam's height the way that freaking yeah he went McAfee. But also, when you look at Adam Cole's career, when was can you remember the last time you seen Adam Cole? As a solo artist, he's always been in a group. Oh, hmm. So, are you saying that Pat McAfee had a reason for what Pat, he was saying? Pat, I think Pat had a point. Bullet Club, now undisputed era. Mm. Never seen money solo. I he can, but what? Pat McAfee was saying undisputed error saved his ass a couple times. Like that match with Champa, he shouldn't have beat Champa. He shouldn't. Mm-hmm. 
He shouldn't have beat Champa. But there you go. Undisputed Era saved his ass. And then, and I think the reason, and now we got this match. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I, I honestly thought Adam would take some time off, like a mm-hmm. good amount of time after losing to Keith Lee. I honestly thought he would take some time off. Right. They had, bro, yo, yo, they was working my nigga like he had no sick days, but. <laughs> Like this from, motherfucker was accumulating from, time, yo. <laughs> when, he, when he won the NXT title, and then he had the rematch with Johnny, yep. and then it went to Survivor Series, and then <laughs> came, and I'm like, nah, they working this. Yo, they worked my man. <laughs> yo. That man my- was working like he was on his final <laughs> warning, yo. <laughs> Yo, he was working like he got seven kids and child support is due. <laughs> because I'm like, yo, when you think about it, he beat Johnny. They had that rematch, the cage. Then after that, it's, it's freaking um, Survivor Series. And then he had the matches with what? Daniel Daniel Bryan. Walter caved in his chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really him. did. He had the match with Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins the same week. Sir- Survivor Series, like they, re- like they really was working, my man. Then Champa came back. Finn Balor came back. He had the matches with Finn and Champa. And I'm like, yo, if I was Adam, I would have, I would have pulled the Charlotte. I, I'm injured. Let me, I'm gonna take off the rest of the fucking year. <laughs> and shouts to Charlotte too. We even get you, sis, working all three brands. Mm. Do you, boo boo? Yeah, and but now they got. Kind of, they kind of got Sasha and Bailey doing the same thing. Yeah, but no lie, I fucks with what Stephanie did last night with that um the triple the the three brand battle royale. I yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see that. I'm um I didn't get to watch SmackDown in its entirety. I did just watch the clips online because um you know I was busy uh you know with my own WAP. And uh, <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited because it is definitely it's a it's a fresh you know idea, and I'm I'm I want to see where they go with it. I will say, for the stumbles that that WWE has taken, they have used this time to to introduce new ideas, and they're trying to experiment a little. I feel like mm-hmm. people like. They blame WWE for not trying to experiment enough. And then when they do try to experiment, they're like, nah, what the fuck is this shit? It's like, yo, you got to give it... You can't have it both ways. You got to try to see the vision. At least at least yeah. try it out for a little, you know? Like, I'm not going to lie. This was but the don't... first Raw that I saw in its entirety. But also, be original. Don't mm-hmm. go stealing niggas ideas like this whole Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin um yeah because weren't they together in TNA you know, with the same stable exactly the only thing that they replaced Shelton Benjamin with Kenny King and that's basically yeah. the same. that's my that's my only thing is it now, working is it possible that MVP came up to them with that idea I think MVP wants to see all the black wrestlers succeed and, and, and I'm, I'm totally here for it yeah 
Because, you know, like... Booker T's not on our side. <laughs> Good old Booker. <laughs> Be real with you. I was watching some some old book clips. Book wasn't even that good, but that's mm. what I looked at. Um, book only book only made like got popular because he was only a handful of black wrestlers. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's for another. That's for another day in time. Um, but the like I would have liked to see MVP. I appreciate MVP for like working with Apollo Cruz. I appreciate him working with Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, and Cedric mm-hmm. Alexander. You know? But I would have liked... But I get the only thing that WWE hasn't done is put the belt on Lashley and have him, like, run roughshod, which I think it's time. I want to see... I think it's time. Give Lashley the belt and give me... And not going to lie, WrestleMania 37 or whatever WrestleMania this is, give me Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I won't be mad as long as Bobby oh. don't lose. Right. Yeah, because I think that would definitely be, like, because I feel like that's what every, we were supposed to get before. That's kind of what, it looked like that was kind of the direction they wanted to go, but then, you know, COVID and, you know, shit had to be scrapped. I, as much as I don't like Brock Lesnar, I think that a Bobby Lashley versus Brock feud would work because if we had MVP, like, especially if we had MVP as his mic, like, MVP with Heyman on the mic mm-hmm. could work. Yep. Cause Paul Heyman was... could What happened? I said Paul Heyman could come to the cookout. He could come to the cookout, yeah. And yo, speaking about Paul Heyman, you know, he was one of the people who was advocating for change. He was one of the people who were like, nah, like we need Naomi, we need Bianca, like we need to change shit around. <laughs> and then Whoa. they really let him go, like, yo, nah. We're not doing that right now. We bring in Bruce, Bruce Pritchard, and we bring him back the old era of ways. And it's like, yo, people, please, please listen to this. Jizzy is saying this. Let the attitude era go. Let the ruthless aggression era go. Let all that old shit uh, go. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But that might have been, like, the best. That that. Was- WWE at its fucking because because it was so unpredictable yeah. and because what are you talking about fresh. aggression like, yes okay like from 2002 to 2012 2011 2012 that was WWE at its peak like fucking like boom Carlito showing up on Raw beating a Raw SmackDown in his first two matches on each show beating mm. the respected big card champion. Like shit like that. Like titles like titles used to change hands more often. Like mm-hmm. and it was just like it was so it was fresh. It was unpredictable. Oh, Kane, how long you been here? It's time for that mask to go. What? You know, right. It's it's just shit was so like the ruthless aggression era, that shit is my favorite. Like more than the attitude era. And I'm just like, yeah. Because that, that's what I grew up with. But look at, like, <laughs> now don't get me wrong, Attitude Era, they was doing some wild shit. Like, yeah. I beat people <laughs> in the hospital, starting fights in the deli, like, <laughs> in the supermarket. All right. Y'all was wild. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's what we grew up with. You yeah. know, a lot of us who are millennials. And of, of course, that's when wrestling was, like you said, it was at its peak of, like, what wrestling was, like, what 
you know, commercial never, wrestling was. I would um, never fucking um when Vince got into the thing that blew up. <laughs> no, <laughs> yo, that shit. And didn't that shit come out like right around Chris Benoit's death, and they had to pull that? I think so. Yeah, they had to pull that segment because they were like, "Oh shit, this is this might be Loki insensitive." And then they found out what happened to him. They're like, "Yo, no more Chris Benoit. That's it. Don't talk about him. Don't mention him. Don't nothing." Yeah, and then, but that's when I I appreciated the ruthless aggression because WWE not only stepped up their game, but it made all the other companies like around them step up their mm-hmm. game. Like I was, I was looking at it too. I'm like, yo. TNA, at one point, I used to watch TNA weekly. Yeah. Because they, they used to give WWE the business. Mm-hmm. It was around the same-, same time, too, that they had, they're like, oh, shit, like, yo, they're doing this over when there. Kurt- we got to step it up when here. Kurt Angle jumped, when Kurt Angle jumped, that's when you knew shit was <laughs> When Kurt Angle left WWE to go to fucking TNA, and mind you, they did everything to get Kurt to stay. They gave him mm-hmm. a match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. He beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. They gave him the World Heavyweight Championship. And it was just like, yo, when he when he left, I was like, yo, there's some They're shit. like, damn. Like, y'all really got I, some competition now, huh? I feel like that's when they need... Exactly. And I feel like that's when they need... That's what they need. Like, I need somebody to make a jump from WWE to AEW just so I could see how shit goes. And you know what's crazy, too? Dare I say, Kurt Angle's TNA run was better than his WWE run. Well, I mean, yeah, when you when you went at one point, you hold every single championship in the damn company. (laughs) Along with the IWGP championship from Japan. (laughs) Nigga, you winning! You TNA champion, you go to Japan, they're like, oh, nigga, we like you. Take ours, too. And then you come back, and then niggas is like, and then you win the X Division and the tag titles, and then you take, you you beat Samoa Joe for everything? Hell yeah. <laughs> like you, I know, like, I know Undisputed said that they're dripping gold, but no, Kurt Angle was dripping gold. <laughs> was dripping in gold by himself. Drip, drip, fun. And then they did that shit with Lastly, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same when they did it with Lastly. Yeah. When Kurt Angle did it, like you legitimately hated this. Like this nigga was yeah, cutting. He was, he was. He was an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Sidebar: Damn, Jeff Jarrett, you fucked this bitch, but that's fucked up. But that's <laughs> Nigga's holding all the titles in your company, so you decide to screw his wife. You ain't shit. But um, is, it, is it the same as like what the future did? Like he he wanted an autograph from Scottie Pippen and he denied it, so he grows up and fucks his wife. Nah, because Jeff Jarrett's older than Kurt Angle. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's still petty, as <sighs> but well. yeah, it is. But I just feel like wrestling. That's what wrestling needs to go back to, and I think that's what NXT is trying. That's why. That's why everybody in NXT. Like Rhea Ripley just did an interview. She's like, they talked, asked her about you know going up to the main roster. Fuck that shit. She is already mm-hmm. on the main roster. Mm. She already is on the main roster. Fuck that shit. 
SmackDown and Raw combined cannot hold a, a candle fucking um, NXT. And also, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you, they're doing, like, when it comes to, like, this draft shit, they need to change that shit up. They're doing the same thing that they were on um, when Triple H was, like, the staple of Raw. Like, when yeah. tri- I was happy Triple H moved to SmackDown and him, Jeff Hardy, and Ed was working together. Like, put motherfucking Seth Rollins on SmackDown. Ooh, okay. Put Seth Rollins on fucking SmackDown. Yeah, because, you know, some shit. Um, what, like, kind of to piggyback off of what you said, like, I feel like sometimes with the draft, they draft, they they choose who they want to draft, and then they're, they have their, like, their stable people, like you said, who they choose to keep on that brand to represent that brand. And it's like, nah, truly shake shit up. Truly, truly shake shit up. Matter of fact, put niggas' names in a hat, shake that shit up. Right. Hey. Let me see some shit. Like, let give me Seth, Roman, AJ on the same show. Oh, wow. Give me all of them. I put them motherfuckers on SmackDown. You say Smack, you say Raw is the A show. Take all, all them niggas. Take them three niggas, put them on the B show on SmackDown. Keep Drew McIntyre there. Keep Ricochet. Take Mac Riddle off of SmackDown. Put him on Raw. Let me see shake really shake shit up. Let me see it. Fuck the ratings. Because people is gonna turn in, and that's the thing with WWE is that they're star. Yeah, you got star power, but if you balance it out, motherfuckers is still gonna be watching SmackDown and Raw regardless. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, like the thing, the 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 bad thing about ratings, right? And I and I mean more Fox, less USA network, because with Fox, it's like you were paid a billion dollars by this mega conglomerate company. And, of course, their main concern is ratings, right? So, obviously, for... like, I feel like sometimes for SmackDown, they do shit just to appease the, you know, like, the big company. And then versus Raw, where I feel like they do shit for Raw. Um, and that's the thing that sucks, like, from with them moving into Fox. It's like, yeah, sure, they may have a larger audience, but it kind of diluted the product a bit because now it's all about, oh, what would make Fox happy? Versus mm-hmm. on USA Network, it's like, listen, yeah, the views matter, yeah. but you've yeah. been with us for so long <laughs> that, you know what, whatever views you get is, is what you get. Like, listen... We got motherfuckers here because of burn notice. Like, do whatever y'all want. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yo, burn we got notice. view. We got psych. We good. Bro, like, do whatever uh, you want. Like, <laughs> color. Exactly. Okay. Like, like ro- I robot, not I robot. Is it? Wait, My, um, what the fuck? Wait, no, no, no. It's show? called Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. I robot. Mr. Robot. Like, bro, they got suits? USA was Netflix was Netflix hits before Netflix was Netflix. Like they was producing shows that like like and freaking uh, what was that other one? Um with the fucking doctor and he was making the house calls. Oh, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Fuck. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they were making hits. They were making hits. Yeah. 
the crazy thing too is that people were like, "Who the fuck is watching these shows?" I'm like, "Um, you'd be surprised. These shows, like, when they try to cancel them and the fans be rallying." Exactly, right, and they're still making hits. Yep. Now they got that. Now, first of all, let me say this: USA Network has prime summer TV. Have you yep. seen? Fuck, I, I can't believe I forgot the name of it, but I watched the first season with um, what's her name, uh, Justin Timberlake's wife on it, Jessica Biel. Oh, I didn't watch that, but like low key, I want to. Bruh, I'm telling you. Her best acting performance ever. Okay. I mean, besides Seven Heaven, that you've been in. Okay, no, no, it's it's definitely way better than Seven Heaven. Okay. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I forgot the name. Shit, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself for forgetting. Oh, Sinner. There you go. It's called Sinner. That shit. Because each each season changes the story, but they got center on summertime. Okay, you got suits. You're still doing suits even without Meghan Markle. Okay, y'all doing a suit spinoff based on Gina Torres's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what her show name is, but Gina Torres. Anyways, like y'all, oh, they, they got um, yeah, like they got fucking. I mean, of course they got the wacky shows like that bum shit, um, you know, that the Miz is on. But then Fall TV, you guys got some Tation Island. Mm-hmm. Not gonna fucks with you. Like another guilty pleasure of mine. I fucks with Todd Chrisley a little bit. Oh my god. <laughs> I am absolutely distraught by what you just said. <laughs> I fuck no. Actually, I fuck with Ms. and Mrs. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Me too. And Tom Christie just be on that show cutting ass, and then his wife gotta check him. Nah, I'm I don't. Just... I don't he's definitely. He definitely. She's definitely his beard. Let's just say that. You think so? I think so. I don't think he really truly. Or unless it's just that strong ass southern accent he got. Uh, it's the accent, it's the lisp, it's the face, it's everything. I don't know. Anyways, um, I agree. NXT was definitely, again, time and time again. If anything, NXT looked at the quarantine, they're like, I bet we about to do this. Time to get better. Yeah. And then Raw um. stumbled a lot in the beginning. SmackDown, especially SmackDown, suffered a lot in the beginning. They're getting their footing. This week was definitely pretty good. Raw Underground, again, like, I saw a lot of indie wrestlers on Twitter were saying, like, oh, we did this at Chikara, we did this at XYZ, we did this. I'm like, yo, but guess what? Y'all probably got that idea from something else. Like, people need to realize that sometimes not every idea is as original as you think it is. Right. Okay? Just because y'all did it and maybe y'all were obscure as little wrestling promotion did it, that doesn't mean that you didn't get it from somewhere else. Because we've had these kind of fight underground bullshits from like the beginning of time. Fucking Fight Club, okay? We have a whole movie called Fight Club, okay? We got video games. We got GTA that does this. We got Def Jam games that do this. Like, there's no way that y'all think that your idea 
idea of like some underground fight club shit is your original thing, okay? Like sometimes. Oh fuck! They did that shit in Arrow. That that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, like I feel like people be shitting on WWE sometimes just because it's easy to shit on them. And I listen, we shit on them all the time. Of course, our podcast is based on us shitting on them, but. I'm not going to front. I'm not going to front and be like, nah, that shit was kind of cool. Like, that shit actually grabbed my attention. I actually watched it till 11 o'clock. Yeah. I normally tap out at, like, 9.45. Like, all right, this shit is ass. I want to see, like, if Shane is going to feud with the Hurt Business now. I want to see. Let's see. I do. I want to see what's going to happen. Like, I want to see who else is there. Are they going to recruit other people? Are they going to recruit a woman into the Hurt Business? Uh, you know? All right. Well, um, apparently Zia Lee tweeted something about the Raw Underground. Let's get okay. some women fights. Fuck around. Right. Women Yo, fuck. Put, put that shit. Put Nye on that shit. She loves knocking bitches out, so... Really and Renee Young. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Renee Young. Yo, nah, Renee Young gonna cough on someone and get someone COVID. Nah, chill. Nah, it's, it's Kayla that got it. She got it, too. Oh, nah. Tell Mox stay out the house. That's why Moxley, like, they're quarant- it's mandatory quarantine because she got it. Mm-mm-mm. You know? So, yeah, like, I, I'm i here for it. I'm, I'm here for the idea. Um, Seth's character, I'm starting to kind of lose favor with him. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of getting a little... Did eh, you hear that Alistair might be changing his character? So, I heard that, and... So interesting because we we kind of talked about it with some other peeps. So some people think that Alistair doesn't actually have a gimmick and that it's just how he is. And I I agree with that. But I like we need a gimmick like that. We need like a mystic dark dark arts gimmick. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of want, you know, like. Not to say uh, Undertaker, but we kind of do need another Undertaker. Like, we need someone who's mysterious, dark, and like that. And I think Alistair can take it there and and beyond because of his amazing in-ring talent. Yeah. Um, it's just, I feel like, again, the writer room, they're fucking lazy. They're, they're fucking boring. And they're like, oh, I don't know what the fuck, we, what we're going to do. He's going to draw a pentagram in the ring. It's like, my dude. You can have him sacrifice a goat. Like, that would be lit. Like, yeah. have him draw blood and sprinkle that shit in the ring. Have him fucking <laughs> just pop up and matches and, like, with a voodoo doll somebody, and then that person is injured and they're out. No? Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this NXT's, bro, Speaking of Seth, hold up. Before, <laughs> what do you think oh, no. this match as something that Dominic is going to be? Okay. <laughs> um, I think that Rey Mysterio is going to pop working up. This shit. Dominic was working this nigga shit with that kendo stick. Right. So <laughs> I'm going to give him credit for him being so new to this. He's been holding himself very well. Like a natural. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's been great. doing very well. Um, first of all, on, like, a, a kid that tall moving the way he does is amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, that motherfucker's moving like he's his dad's size. Yeah. 
Leg day, Dominic. Leg day. <laughs> oh, for real, for real. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's not going to be a long match because I definitely see Ray kind of intervening and taking over the match a little bit. They're doing the um, same thing with that they're doing with Adam Cole. Like, yeah. right you don't have anybody for them to fight. Mm-hmm. Like, so you put them in something protected where they're most likely going to win. Like, if Pat McAfee beat Adam Cole, I'm... Bro. <laughs> <laughs> for even saying that, Gina might text me and it's fucking up. But, right, um, she will definitely text you, yo, Gina. Shout out to Gina, by the way. Um, word. Yeah, she would definitely probably kill you over the phone. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck I feel like else. the internet would, would explode. Like, wrestling Twitter would explode. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Bro, no lie, though. That punt was more believable than this shit Randy Orton be doing. Because that motherfucker is a real punter. That's why. Like, <laughs> that motherfucker did it for for elite, like for yo. professional purposes. Son, my nigga, yo, Adam Cole went block. Son, yo, he fell off the announce table. He didn't even fall off the announce table. His whole upper half just went a nosedive into the ground. Son, I would not be surprised if Adam Cole. If the CTE literally woke up in his body. <laughs> like the CTE woke up like, oh shit, we here? Alright, we alive, we lit, we in here. Uh, Who's this new yo, guy? Yo, I was legit concerned. Like I started like trying to like on um go on Twitter and be like, yo, is Adam Cole open? Like, cause that sh- yo, when he punted that nigga, yo, it like his whole punted- body shut down. Yeah, right. Like you he know punched- when, like you know in Toy Story when they be like, Andy's coming and they just drop dead. That's exactly what Adam That Cole was Adam Cole. Like. um i kind of want to shift gears a little into AEW, right so i personally don't watch AEW like that obviously i'm on wrestling twitter so i see what everyone's talking about um but AEW has not had they have not been having good social media weeks i would say the last six to eight weeks AEW social media has been absolute atrocity yeah, right. I haven't AEW either. Um, yeah, I'm not fucking with AEW, but I want to say this. I don't know if you heard about it. So, please tell me you heard about AEW Heels. Mm-mm. All right. So, apparently, because, you know, a lot of people are complaining, like, yo, the women's division, AEW is trash. Like, yo, showcase these women, blah, blah, blah. So, Brandy said, oh, yeah, we're going to, we're introducing AEW Heels. Which is like heel like for the shoe, not the wrestling term. But it's supposed to be fifty dollar yearly subscription, where they have you know like women's matches on on um, online. So it's not really on TV. So wait, why? Do, but because don't they already have AEW Dark? Why yeah. don't you just have put more women's matches on AEW Dark? Right, like, so it's basically, like, a female-focused wrestling, it's a platform, it's a new membership platform, right? Nope. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's $49 a year, and you get, you know, I don't really, I mean, you get, like, video conference and, like, meet and greets, you know, virtual ones and, like, Q&As and all that shit, oh, so that shit what, came what, out what, yesterday, what? actually. 
you say? I said, put these halfers in the ring and let them duke it out. What the fuck? (laughs) Niggas don't want no. And you know, you know what the problem is, I think, with AEW's women's division? It's the culture. They don't have that what WWE has, which is the culture and the history of the women's wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like, them, them bringing in Vicky Guerrero is a sign that they know that their women's division is in trouble. Mm-hmm. And that they need to start going back into the culture. Like to the culture, like there's like W like there's some WWE lifers that they know they can't touch, but if she didn't retire, AEW could have looked at like a Gail Kim, and even TNA, TNA has their lifers like ODB, right? Like if if they I, I would say they need if AEW has to call somebody. They should go call Victoria. Mm. Like, that's the problem with their women's division. It's too indie Japan watered down. Yeah, which it's is too why, new. Exactly, which is why nobody watches it. Mm-hmm. And also with TNA, I mean, um, with um, AEW, not going to lie, the best part about AEW, which is sad, is their tag team division. Mm. And they they really heavily focus on, on the tag team division on AEW. I've noticed that. Like, they heavily focus. And if it's not the tag team, they heavily focus on whatever bullshit Chris Jericho's doing. Right. And I'm going to say it. I already said it, I think, the last time. Chris Jericho's way overrated. Mm. Uh, we might get canceled for this, but all right. <laughs> Actually, no. If we get canceled, it's probably because of something me and Gina have said. So probably not. I think Chris Jericho's a bit overrated. Um, yeah, I I definitely agree. And, and the actions that he's displayed in the last couple years has kind of like cemented that. Like, yeah, he's he's like the incels' favorite wrestler. You know. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, cool. Moving on to the next one. Um, I I, to stop bleeding in every match and right? take off that belt like, that he wears. They, do you have hemophilia, sir? Like, and then I also, I'm going to tell you this. God's my honest word. If Cody loses, if Cody loses to Scorpio Sky this week, I will begin watching AEW Weekly. Okay. Now, swear to God. So if he loses to Scorpio Sky, you will begin to watch in a week weekly. Yes. Okay. If they put the TNT title on Scorpio Sky, I will watch weekly. You heard it here, folks. Mr. Waffles has made yet another proclamation on the podcast. All right. In case y'all didn't remember the first one, you made some you made a crazy proclamation. I remember that. Um, this one. So we're gonna keep an eye out, see what happens. You know, if if he gets the title or not. Do you think that there's a possibility that he can actually win it? 
yeah, I do believe it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see if they pull the trigger on that because, you know, I personally think AEW reeks of nepotism. I mean, everything reeks of nepotism, but especially AEW. And um, I kind of just want to talk a little bit about the branding strategy. Listen, I don't know how much. Yeah, yeah, they have none. Well, I don't know how much money they allocate to marketing and branding, but y'all really need to scrap the team that y'all have and start again because a lot of the shit that they put on social media is what's fucking them in the end. But their chief brand officer, isn't that Brandy? Yeah, it's Brandy, and she's fucking trash at it. So here's what happened, right? So she announces AEW Heels, and people are obviously on Twitter like, wait, I have to pay to watch women's wrestling when you guys already have a TV show and a platform that we already pay for to watch it. Like, how is it that, like, I pay for, you know, Hulu, Netflix, or however you watch USA, or, you know, TNT, I should say. Like, you pay that, plus you got to pay more money because you want to put them in a separate show. Like, we don't want, people are not asking for a separate show, okay? When people want our integrated wrestling, okay, it does not matter that you're a man or you're a woman. It should just be wrestling in the same fucking show. Like, it's not that hard. Especially when in the beginning, y'all made all these fucking promises, which I peeped. I knew that shit, those were some empty-ass promises in the beginning. Like, y'all made all these promises about, oh, we're going to be better than the big brand. We're going to be better than the E. We're going to treat everyone equally, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, as time progresses we have seen that no shit is failing okay and and y'all are showing yourself like the first of all the rampant sexual allegations that are coming out okay that whole the disgusting comment that Sammy Guevara made and the way Brandy be acting online like you know people she had the nerve to say that female viewers do not like female wrestling no, Brandy, female viewers don't like your trash wrestling product. Yep. That's what it comes down to. And it is a lot of nepotism because you have fucking wrestlers parading around as executives. Not gonna lie, the only wrestler that I think should be an executive is Cody because he grew up like he's been in the industry. Him and mm-hmm. Him and Dustin. That Young Bucks? No. Hell no. Kenny Omega? No. Hell no. Especially when you spent your entire career across the pond. Hell no. Brandy, where the fuck did you come from? Right. That you're the chief brand officer. Where? These are the times where you hire old WWE employees to do your branding and your marketing. Stephanie could be a chief brand officer because she's been in the industry since she's a fucking child. Triple H can be an executive because he's learned from the best and he's created a product that can literally stand on its own and probably rival the WWE by itself and AEW and TNA and Ring of Honor, and New Japan. 
and G G Force Wrestling. If that shit is Global Force Wrestling, if that shit is still around. But when you hire your friends to run your business and they don't know what the fuck they're doing, of course you're gonna get nepotism. Like deadass, mm-hmm. if Roman decided that he was gonna leave WWE to go to AEW. He would fucking be the next AEW world champion. Wait, who you said? Roman Reigns. Oh. You know what? I don't know if he would actually fit in, though, because, like, he's such a, you know, like, a he's such a WWE product that, I don't know, maybe he might feel a little out of place. But, no, I'm just saying, like, when Chris Jericho won, you should have known... He wasn't at a, Hangman Page wasn't gonna beat the great Chris Jericho, and then that was sarcasm, by the way. And then, <laughs> and then they had said they had they even said it. They were like, "Oh, our plans were always for Moxley to be our second world, our second champion." Y'all only did that to try and stick it to WWE. Mm-hmm. But let's be and- real. Nobody I feel like really a lot of the stuff that they do is just to stick it to the E. Yeah. They're trying to stick it to the E, but they're 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 not succeeding. Mm-hmm. Like yep. you tried to like I was excited when AEW. I was like, okay, all right. Um, I think it might work. And then I had because I was hoping for AEW to be what TNA was. From 2006 to 2012, 13. With that, oh, there's legit competition. Oh, shit. Ambrose left fucking WWE to go to AEW. Oh, shit. That type of hype. But I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. TNA had a much... TNA got closer to WWE than AEW Mm. is. Now, granted, time hasn't really... You know, progress, but at least they did it right. Like they got the culture, the culture wrestler. Like mm-hmm. you go out, thing is a fucking free agent. You throw the whole boat at him, and then AEW, Chris Jericho's a fucking free agent. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like that's what. That's what. That's what. TNA did. Like, you have your homegrown stars, you got your AJ style, and that's the thing. Their homegrown stars, they were fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Ah, but they were phenomenal. And now AEW's trying to use them in the same way. Like, Chris Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, they'll always be, they'll they'll be them. Like, they're, they're fucking great. But those are TNA originals. Who can you honestly say is an AEW original? I, that's a good question. I don't... I can't name anyone right now. Like who? I, can't, I honestly can't name anyone. And I don't see anyone being considered that down the, down the line because, as you said, like they made a whole brand off of their friends from other promotions. And guess what? 
people are going to talk about those other promotions before they say, oh yeah, he's he's from AEW. No, they're gonna be like, no, that's 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 the tag team from New Japan. Oh no, nah, that's the tag team from TNA. Oh no, nah, that's the people from blah blah blah. So yeah, she like Brandy, I don't know. I don't know how she went from, you know, being a ring announcer. That's what she was. She was a ring announcer. And announcer. I guess she she did some wrestling. Wag. Yeah, wags. Um, yeah, and so what she posted up, right, when people started coming at her was, it's for re- female wrestling fans. Many female fans don't like women's wrestling. You don't have to be a member. So, obviously, people are asking more questions. Like, yo, that's a stiff-ass price. That's a lot of money. Like, how is this possible that I got to pay more? So, she ended up deleting her Twitter account. <laughs> right? And it's it's crazy that, you know, you're put in such a hyper... Now, let's be real. It's hard enough, as is, for a woman, let alone a woman of color to be an executive in any organization. We get it. That is already fucking hard as is, right? Taking that out of the equation, however, if you have the talent and you can rise to the occasion, then people might actually respect you a little. You're still going to have racist and misogynists questioning your decisions, but if you know what the fuck you're doing, you know, it's you're going to be able to brush that shit off your shoulders. I think the reason why she deleted her Twitter account is because she knew that she's coming into this big ass role and she had shit to offer. Okay. She had not she she was trying to be the next I'ma say this. She was trying to be the next the next Stephanie McMahon and it failed. It and failed it, because she didn't know what the fuck she's doing. Like Stephanie grew up in the business, like her father and her grandfather fucking made wrestling. Okay. And when I say made it, yes, I like, said that's <laughs> These motherfuckers no. went around the United States buying up small wrestling promotions, creating the E. Yeah. So like they did. and that's the and that's where they failed miserably. You have you have first off, the owner, I understand that it, it's an investment. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna leave Tony Khan out of this. Well, mm-hmm. your executives. I would have rather them made Chris Jericho an executive than the Young Bucks. Right. Just because he fucking, he's been in the industry for so long. But I, and I understand that you want to make shit new, but you need to bring in the old heads so they can tell you, hey, this didn't work. Oh, hey, what you're doing is nepotism. It really is. Mm-hmm. That's what they didn't do. Like they, Cody said, okay, we're going to start arresting. My wife is going to be the chief brand officer, and all my friends are going to be executives. And they're also going to be wrestlers. And wrestlers. Fighting for the belts. And I feel like Cody wants to make this shit work so bad. And then it's just like, I think deep down he realizes that he probably made a mistake with the way they did the whole executive shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm pretty sure, like what you said before, I'm pretty sure there are some retired lifers sitting at home right now who just spent their stimulus check. 
I'm pretty sure these motherfuckers will gladly be like, yeah, I'll work for AEW. I'll give thing. you my uh, advice. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what TNA did. Like, they had Jeff Jarrett, okay? Jeff Jarrett was in the business for so long. But look at that. When when Evolution broke up, where did Ric mm. Flair end up? TNA. Mm. WWE didn't have anything for Booker T anymore. Where did Booker T end up? TNA. TNA. When they didn't have anything for Kevin Nash, where did he end up? TNA. Kurt Angle. TNA made sure they said, nah. Oh, y'all letting Kurt Angle go? Mm. Nah. It's done. We taking Kurt Angle. Lashley. Lashley left ECW, WWE, whatever. He went to MMA. Worked out great. Coming back to wrestling. TNA said, what? Scoop him up. Like, I understand, like, you want to create your own people, but at the same time, y'all really, they, AEW does not have any heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's crazy. The people that, like, what you just mentioned, how TNA, like, basically, you're using connections to build your brand. And that's really what you need, is you need connections, exactly. like. Jeff Jarrett, because he worked in this industry so long and because he had those powerful connections, he was in the ear of those that mattered. He was in the ear of, you know, the big heavy hitters. So then when they were like, yo, I'm off this, they had a second plan. And TNA's like, yo, fucking perfect. Come through, homie. They come through. We'll take care of y'all. Have fun. Fresh. Right. Was fresh. The thing, yeah, where (laughs) AW is lacking is that Instead of bringing on, like, the new people, like, y'all bringing on the worst from the E, okay? I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck, a flying fuck about Zack Ryder. (laughs) I I was, listen, I know me and Gina have a little joke about Zack Ryder. She was always saying I call for the immediate removal. (laughs) It came true. But like then they, he's up here, and I'm like, okay, but he wasn't even great here. What makes you think he's going to be great there? And they did the shit so backwards. Like, how long? A year later. Yep. Who's to bring in Eric Bischoff? Bro, yep. he should have been one of the first fucking people y'all called. Exactly. Him. Even, and it's just, this is not based off, like, this is just based off of industry knowledge. Him fucking mm-hmm. Jim Cornette. Fucking, you should have tried to bring in Jeff Jarrett behind the scenes. But Jeff yep. Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, yeah, Jeff Jarrett's always been working on his old shit. But even he still ended up back in WWE to do that little shit with Elias. So, yo, yep. that's, that's the problem. You, it's like when you, you think you know, but you really don't know. Like, you know a little bit, but you don't know. You think you know me. <laughs> <laughs> and now your company is just leverage. For motherfuckers to get more money from WWE, that's really what AEW is. Mm-hmm. Like that, as I honestly believe, if AEW did not make Kenny Omega an executive, and if WWE decided to give him creative control, AEW, Kenny would Omega, would, Kenny Omega, they would not. They would not. And the fact that he got friends in A in NXT, I'm sorry, in WWE, like. You know he probably called up Xavier Woods like, yo, I got to talk. Like, what should I do? You're right. So, 
Like that's the that's the and that's the thing about WWE. Like their market, they don't have a market, but they still do. Yep. Because you have the greatest impact star of all time in AJ Styles. Yep. You have possibly you you probably have the greatest wrestler of all time in AJ Styles on your roster. I mean, he might just be. Yeah. Wow. Boo. Yeah. No, that's your boo. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you. You're like, yeah, that's my boo. <laughs> yo, yo, when I when he debuted at the Royal Rumble, when Royal I saw that Roman's shit, look on his face was hilarious. Yeah, when I looked at that shit and that shit said phenomenal and it's blue, I was like, what? 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 Because mind you, I like 2016, I was still watching TNA. I was following that shit with him and Magnus. Right. Basically did the, the CM Punk story um, where AJ left after he won, drove off yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with the title in the champion. Yeah, so I was still watching. And then when AJ lost, I was like, oh my God. AJ Styles is a free agent. Oh my God. And then I was checking everything to see if anything about AJ and Styles. No one knew where the fuck he was going. Exactly. Until that Sunday, somebody posted something. It was like, oh, AJ Styles is in Philly. And I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> and I'm like, no, he's not. And then when number three hit, and number came out, bruh. I'm not gonna lie, I watched that and I still get goosebumps on my arms. Bro, yo, I was, did I call you that day? You and did call like, me that day and I couldn't even hear anything because you were just screaming so loud. I was like, hello? <laughs> and then, like, I would say his return and then Edge's return. Yeah. That shit gave me like that shit makes me cry a little just watching it does. the yeah, like so- I'm like yo that's fucking crazy I mean listen he's making these Hollywood checks he's doing movies he's doing the Flash you know so yeah um, um I yeah so I I don't know what's gonna happen after this with AEW I do think that listen you can hire a bunch of people listen you can hire a fucking college student who's making majoring in social media marketing like there's no way that y'all letting your your wrestlers like the thing about it is that they're so focused on being like the wrestling fans promotion like they're so focused on being like that like oh we do what we want and we say whatever we want and i'm like yo you know what sometimes that doesn't work good for your brand like sometimes someone will say something out of pocket and you're gonna offend a lot of people Sometimes somebody will do something out of pocket that's not the advertisers are not going to be with it, and sometimes shit will go awry, and you don't if you don't know how to recover from it, people are going to be like, "Yo, why am I supporting you in the first place?" And then because, you know what about that is that people online act like WWE doesn't cater to the fans, right? You don't think we would have got you? Daniel Bryan is a perfect fucking example. He could have easily went to AEW. Huh? He could have easily went to AEW. But back in when he had his run, Daniel Bryan's entire run, who was responsible for that run? The fans and John Cena. That was it. 
fucking Kofi Mania. Who was responsible for that run? The fans and Daniel Bryan. Yep. And that's the one. That's the one. That's the one thing. I don't care about what you say about Daniel Bryan. He's always. He's probably the best coworker you would ever ask for. That's true. No, that's I honestly that is so true. Like I'm not a big fan of him per se as a wrestler, although I do recognize his greatness. But he is someone who has been willing to put his ego aside. Yes. To actually boost other people up. And John Cena is probably the second best coworker you'd ever have. Who was Which talking is crazy about- because in the beginning, you know, he was type, he was a type asshole. <laughs> yeah. Who who was talking about it? Oh, Rusev on his Twitch stream. He was like, bro, he's like one of the best people to work with is John Cena. Because yeah. you learn so much from him. And he's so willing to like put put you over. Right, because he didn't he didn't have to have that that match with Roman. He didn't have to have that feud with Roman. He didn't have to have that feud with Kevin Owens either. Yep. He didn't and have he to did. have that feud with AJ. And, and in fact, I will say to this he day, that is probably one of the top feuds that Roman had was with John Cena because Roman learned how to be comfy on the mic and he learned yep. how to talk his shit. Because after that, after he came back from his cancer battle, that man mm-hmm. was smooth on the mic. Yep. Yeah. The most selfish wrestler you'll ever meet is probably The Rock. Mm, yo, I don't know if we got enough time on this episode, but I would definitely like to talk about that. <laughs> Actually, wait, no, no, no. Let's talk about it right now for a little bit. Because people um, were coming at his daughter, Simone, online, right? I don't know why, because I, I enjoy seeing what she talks about online. Like, she's very um, active. And, like, mm-hmm. talking about, like, she does talk a lot about the E and, like, their practices. And she'd be saying, like, yo, I wouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, she's The Rock's daughter, so she's kind of bulletproof in that way. Um, After he just bailed Vince out, like, she... with the XFL. <laughs> Boy. Mm-hmm. He was, like, 15 mil? Psh, that ain't shit. Here you go. Bro, that's what I be trying to do for these houses. I be trying to look for these houses in bankruptcy, try and get one for like four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. You know, I'm trying to find these shits with the crime scene in it. Like, with yo, the crime scene. Oh, like, yo, if that shit don't got if that shit don't got crack needles in it. I don't want it. Bro, I'll get some candles and some sage. Get that spirit out, yo. <laughs> I'll show I'll show up with the fucking brujeria kid. Like, yo, I got you, my boy. Fucking right. The, I got you the Palo Santo right here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but you know, people were coming at her because they were like, yo, your father never talks about like like basically we're saying like how her father never really be going to bat for wrestlers and like he's he's all about himself and you know, she was kind of like, yo, you don't know my dad. Like, you don't know what he'd be doing behind the scenes and that. But people are kind of just judging based on what he does. I will say just a, from his wrestling career alone, I can't speak on anything else. The Rock do be giving off them vibes. <laughs> he do be giving a, it's all about me, fuck y'all vibes. Like, I do shit on my own time. Like, that, like, because look at it, like, in 
I would say the only person that he probably put over, maybe because Vince told him, like, I need you to put this guy over, is Goldberg. Yeah. When he first came. Because Lord knows if WWE <laughs> had poached Goldberg in 2003 or whatever, 2002, whenever he came over, it would have been that would have been competition for days. Oh, that's true. That would have because you true. get you get you get the two icons from TNA from WCW. You get Goldberg and you get Sting. Nah, and then you had your own homegrown stars that you was working on, and then you got a couple of um, you got a couple of WWE lifers, and then you get Kurt Angle. Nah, it's over. It's hands down over. It would have been some real competition. But The Rock really, like, look at it. Like, Brock Lesnar beat him. Okay, he was leaving for Hollywood. Came back. Like, who... The Rock, the only person he lost the match to was John Cena. And I'm going to dare say it. I think the only reason why he lost to John Cena was because he got injured during the match. Mmm. Okay. That's plausible. That is definitely plausible. Rock and of course, people keep people keep asking for uh, the Rock versus Roman. I'm like, my dude, he could even put his own cousin over in Philly. I mean, he tried to. Let's be real, he tried to. Man, that that crowd was not having it. <laughs> but that just goes to show you, like, the psychology of the WWE. Because, like, at the end of that same year. They were cheering for him when he won the belt. Yep. Which is very... I think it was... I don't know. I think it's like some people... I feel like some fans have like a wrestler of the day that they have that they like. And then after that, it's like, oh, well, fuck this. On to the next one. And then you have those who like they be riding for you from the beginning. Yeah. And that's perfect. That's a perfect example. Because Roman's time was supposed to be the year before. When yep. Batista and they got like the fans went batshit crazy and was cheering for Daniel Bryan to get in the match, and that was one of the greatest runs ever. And um, then they tried to put Roman over. They're like, "Oh, you know what? The fans want Roman, so next year we'll give it give it to them." And then no, they would have much rather probably would have wanted Rusev to win that match. But then what? It's like, what if? Let's say, for example, he didn't win the match. You think that his career would have been different than what it is today? I mean, they're basically trying to make him John Cena, and he's not John Cena. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, that WWE has a problem with. Like, when they figure out the right formula with someone, they try to recreate it in everyone else. And it's like, yo, every person is different. Like, you need to treat each wrestler as an individual, you cannot be out. This is not a factory where you can pump out wrestler number 436. Like you need to let people shine in their own way. And that's why I big up NXT so much more because they let people with their own personalities, their own skill set, their own, whatever shine in their own way. Like, let's think about it. A person like Keith Lee would not have been as big on the main roster as he is in NXT. Well, they, the 
if we're talking or, about old wrestling. Oh, okay. Nah. He would like, they would have probably make him into the big show or try to make him Mark Henry part two. Exactly. Like they would have been like, Oh shit, another big black dude. All right, Mark Henry two point oh. There you go. Exactly. Stay grounded. You know, NXT opened the doors to yo, we're gonna have people looking different, acting different, being different, and they're gonna have their runs. All right. And then like it, it kind of makes you gravitate. It kind of makes you change your own um, preference of what a wrestler should look like. It kind of makes you think, oh shit, he doesn't need to be this big muscular dude. Like this could be a three, four hundred pound fat dude who's fucking killing it. It could be a tall ass lanky Obviously. dude who's killing it. It could be a short girl who's killing it. Um, and I feel like WWE is trying to like the main roster anyway. They try to recreate that formula. I think now, not as much as before. Now that they are definitely opening the doors of like you know different shit. There's still got a ways to go. Like Naomi is still being fucked to Lacey. Well, well, um, let's. Do you think she's gonna win the battle royal next week? So, I have a theory, but I'm gonna share it with you after I get with you. So, I'm a little worried, right? Because I feel like some of the... Like, if she were to win it, I feel like it would be squandered away the same way when she won in Orlando, in her hometown. Yeah. Like, I feel like like, that was such a momentous win, and then they just, boom. Like, we just forgot about it, and they just buried her. I feel like they should take a second. I think that she won it too early. That was the thing. Because she had won it months back. And then it, you know why? It just felt manufactured. It just felt like she dropped the title for a month and then she won it in her hometown. That was my main problem with it. Because she was the women's champion yeah. and then she lost. And then she won it right in her hometown. Like she should have never lost. They probably, the yeah, they probably wanted to make it like a hometown hero type thing. And that's why it felt, it felt manufactured. But I think they should take a cue from the hot streak that she's on right now, similar to, like, Kofi Mania, they should take a cue on that and fucking just put their chips in it because something that Naomi has done that we have not seen happen before is that she has transcended the market of a black female wrestler. Like, Mm -hmm. people, like, they wrote about her in Cosmopolitan Magazine. They wrote about her in InStyle. They wrote about her in fucking Vanity. Like, they're writing about her and these and this is a market of women who traditionally don't really care about wrestling yeah they are just women who like you know they're into beauty fashion and shit but they're like yo there's a fucking a sister out here with natural hair killing it i might watch wrestling just for her so now you open the market to a fan base that you never thought you'd be able to tap in you they should take that like yo we're gonna take this moment and fucking push naomi and not make it seem like we're doing it just because it's a fucking performative, you know. Like, don't do it because she's just a black female wrestler. Do it because she's actually deserving of it. And I think yeah. she is. I think she is deserving of it. She's a veteran. She gets in her... She came back, and she's better in the ring, in my opinion. You know, my theory... Uh-oh. Here I comes think... a secret WWE employee. Let us know. Not gonna lie. Did you well first like last night? I don't know if you know, but they named the group that's been like fucking shit up. 
If you didn't watch SmackDown, did you see like the highlights of SmackDown when that so group not, came out? Not the they, full thing. Okay, the dude, uh, the people dressed in black. Yeah. I saw they were, they look like the reverse KKK, not gonna lie. <laughs> and Mandy Rose got a. <laughs> she actually cut her hair shoulder length now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, yo, she was working them jeans last night. I'm not gonna lie, but anyway, wow. um, you're you're horny on Maine. <laughs> um, but uh, um, I honestly think that if WWE was smart and they see like the smoke Naomi has, they would have put Naomi like they would make Naomi the leader of that group. Oh, and then she would like. Like, kind of how, this kind of how it reminds me of, like, Aces and Eights from TNA. When yeah. it was just, uh, right. Like, they, but they make Naomi the leader of the group. And she beats Big title. And then it's like, there's a whole, essentially, retribution for the way she felt slighted and mistreated. They was talking about how they wanted to, like, wanted it to be, wanted Mustafa Ali to be in the group, too. Because mm-hmm. they, people he was the SmackDown hacker. So, if they want to do that on Raw, they what? Okay. They, just, they just need something like, like, like for example, the fucking thing with um, um, Santos Escobar, bro. That shit was executed perfectly because it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I and I have been quite intrigued by it. Bro, Although I, it is low key a little I, racist, but you know what? I love him. Like I like that idea was so fresh, so out of the blue. Like you would have never thought it was Elio de Fantasma the whole time. Nah. Shit. Especially how they painted him as a baby face. Exactly. And you basically had two baby faces in the fucking ring with him and Drake Maverick. Mm-hmm. Bruh. Yo, you might be onto something, yo. Listen. The secret WWE employee, he always has dope ideas, right? So, that is family. Let us know. Oh. Let us know what you what y'all think about this new battle royale that's gonna happen. You know, uh, everything with WWE and AEW. Let us know what y'all think about Brandy. But before you, before we go, who, let's do a quick survey. Out of the three brands, who would you like to see? If one brand out of each three brands, each roster, who would you mm. like to see win? Like okay, do we know back. who... So, is there a list of people that are in this Battle Royale? Nope. Dang, okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to let you go first. Who Who are your picks? For SmackDown, it'll definitely be Naomi. Okay. And, and, it, and I think I'm going to do my list just based on, like, shakeups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, I think maybe match... Chemistry, maybe. For SmackDown, will definitely be Naomi. For Raw, Bianca. Mm. NXT. NXT. Who would it be from NXT? A stretch? Mercedes Martinez. Because I don't think Bailey could be here. I was just thinking that. I, I don't think Bailey could be here. And I also saw something online that was saying that I think Vince might be breaking up the Iconics. 
because he likes Peyton Royce as a singles competitor more than as a tag team. But mm-hmm. that's for, I like them as a tag team. They're annoying as hell. I do too. I, I think, yeah, because we don't have enough proper tag teams and they are like the one actual female tag team, like a a true tag team that has that wasn't like put together randomly. So it would no. be a shame to break them up. But the Riot Squad, I mean, is back together now. Uh, yeah, but you... Mm, mm, I don't know. Like, to me, ta- I, the Iconics have the, the ideal... Like, the ideal setup of what tag team means, you know? Well, versus easy. the... But the know, Riot, nothing but against... Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, they were together. So, I mean, hey... It could work yeah, out. Yeah, uh, yeah so, it can. Maybe, I don't know, maybe now that they're kind of small. I don't know, are they going to be rebranded a little bit? No, it's just going to be them too. Okay. Huh, interesting. So Let's see like- where it goes. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think they should just let, let them stay together. Maybe they can have a feud with the Riot Squad. Sasha and Bailey? I think, yeah, they, I mean, Peyton and... um. Billy, yeah, the iconics they could do that, but I could mm-hmm. see the the um the riot squad. Oh, uh, oh, Sasha so, um, riot versus Sasha and Billy. So let me um, hmm, damn, I don't know who to battle royale. All right, um, I was definitely thinking. Yeah, I was definitely thinking Mercedes uh, Martinez for NXT. So, wait. So, because I, I haven't watched the full thing. I, I saw that there was an announcement of it, but I don't know what, what goes into it. So, yes. is it for the women's only? Yeah, it's a women's it's a women's um, battle royale, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And whoever wins gets a shot at Bayley at SummerSlam. So, gotcha. they basically... Uh, that um, most likely Bailey's gonna lose to what's her name, Oscar this week, and then um, she's gonna lose to Oscar this week, and then Sasha's gonna end up facing Oscar. Um, I think that I think that Shane is probably gonna interfere in that match, and then also, or if Oscar if Oscar beats. Bailey, then Bailey's retaining at um at SummerSlam. But in all honesty, I did have one Dark Horse pick, and my Dark Horse was Ember Moon, but oh. I don't know if she's gonna be back. Yeah, I don't know if she's so, gonna be back. And people are not liking Ember Moon as much because of her antics off screen. You know, <laughs> very um very all lives matter ish. And that <laughs> shirt that her husband was wearing. Antics. I was like I don't know if you really want to be wearing something like that, but whatever. Um, hmm. So, for... Yeah, for SmackDown, for the blue brand, I'm definitely going with Naomi. I definitely am um, with that. For NXT, if it wasn't Mercedes... <clears throat> well, actually, I have three options. So, Mercedes... Rhea Ripley or Mia Yim? Because I think that Mia Yim really needs a win to solidify her character. Um, 
I feel like that feud that they had with Gargano and, um, you know, his wife, I, I definitely forgot her name. My bad. <laughs> like, and she's so. Candace is so underutilized. I feel so bad for Candace. Yeah, if she's extremely underutilized, I feel like she can go. Like, she can fucking go. I don't know why they're. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they. They just don't want her, or maybe she doesn't want to, whatever. But Naomi for SmackDown, NXT, I do have three picks of so Mercedes, Rhea, and Mia Yim in that order. And for Raw, damn. I don't know. Like, it would be. I, I do want Bianca because she didn't get her fucking shine at NXT. But a dark horse could be Ruby Riot. Yeah. Okay. So those are those are my picks right there. So that us family, let us know who y'all picks are for this royale. Trevi Waffles, I can talk to you all fucking day. All right. You are so knowledgeable and fucking and impressionable, but you know, we got shit to do today. All right. We gotta edit this. We can put it out because people are DMing me like, "Yo, we need dead ass content." I'm like, "Yo, hold the fuck on, all right? We chill." Sidebar, real quick. Fucking Tony Storm is with Juice Robinson. When did this shit happen, bro? What, bro? Hold on. When the fuck did you hear this, bro? I'm looking at it right now on her Instagram. Yo, kudos to him. She dating Juice Robinson. He look kudos. basic. As that could yeah, be. Yeah, he does. He be looking hella like he looks like a randomized character in one of the wrestling games. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, she's thicker than a. Oh my god. Yeah, she, really yo, if we had Tony Storm in NXT here in like NXT US, boy, if we had rap. Tony. But anyway, wait, if you had Tony Storm in the WAP video, (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, I'm here for that. Oh man, Jesus! (laughs) But yo, Trevi Waffles, um, you are again a great co host to have, a great guest host. Everyone, everyone loves it when you're on, no lie. Like the comments that we get when you're on with us. They'd be like, yo, you need to have him on more. So, you know, we might have to change this into the dead ass, uh, <laughs> dead ass people podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, if you saw the WAP video and you too want to WAP yourself. All right. Again, we have a special sponsorship by Adam and Eve. Okay. Your number one online adult superstore to get toys. Get books, get lingerie, get whatever the hell you need to make that wet-ass pussy, all right? Go click the link in our Twitter bio, in our Instagram bio, our Facebook bio. It is in our link tree. 25% off with code erotica. You can um, apply it. And if you click on our special link, of course, it's, it's an affiliate link. So we get a little money on the side. You know, you want to support the show. You want to support the dead-ass family. Right, if you support us, I can support myself by keeping the lights on. 
all right, so we can record this fucking episode. Um, also, if you love uh, hearing this, you can also support us further by Audible, okay? So, audible.com, great sponsorship. And we also have Anchor for all of you guys who want to start up your own podcast. Anchor is a dope place to try, and it's free. So, you know, you broke, um, go ahead and try that. We're waiting on the on the Pornhub sponsorship, all right? I don't know when that's going to happen, but we're waiting for it. And uh, Trevi, anything you want to plug? You any you know where they where can they find you at? Right here on the podcast. <laughs> of- <laughs> the only yeah, social this- media on Facebook, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, exactly. this this man is private, but yo, if but y'all want to hear his golden voice, go back to the past episodes. We have the New Year's same waffles episode that we had. We also had the Menage a Trois episode where it was all three of us. And that shit was jokes because we were sweating <laughs> buckets at Gina's house. Bucket that night. Yep. That was... <laughs> shit. Trevi, it was, yo, that shit was, mm-mm. I was like, yo, I'm about to fucking perish right now. <laughs> got that Wendy's, that shit was lit. It fucking was, yo. When we got that strawberry lemonade, yo, that strawberry yep. lemonade from Wendy's, it's laps. Okay. Wendy's uh, four for listen. We're trying to get the Wendy's four for four to sponsor us. Okay, so if y'all know how we can do that, let us know. <laughs> now, dead ass family, don't forget. You know, new episodes coming at you bi weekly, sometimes tri weekly, whatever. It's a quarantine. Please stay safe. Please continue washing your hands, sanitizing your hands. Make sure you're wait. looking after your loved ones. As Trevor said, wear a mask. Oh, and by the way, wash your face too, because mask mask me is a term I coined. It's a real thing. And mask make sure you wash <laughs> yeah, mask acne. That shit is real. So it make is. sure you wash mask. Make sure if you're using a cloth mask, at least you have three or four of them and wash them. Because yep. mask is real. Yeah. So for real, and listen, all you need is some hot water, some soap, scrub, 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 get in all the parts. Make sure you air dry it, okay? It's, it's the best way. If you have the disposable mask, don't wear them for any longer than you have to. Obviously, hospital workers, um, you know, we salute y'all. We know that PPE is not available. We know that y'all have to reuse shit, and that fucking sucks. All right? right? So, listen, people out here, it's simple. Stay home. If you don't need to go outside, don't. Just stay ass home. Watch after your loved ones, you know, connect with your friends and family through Zoom, through Skype, through fucking Omegle, if y'all still use that shit, through Ubu. For all the Caribbean <laughs> folks out there. All right, WhatsApp for the Caribbean <laughs> aunties who be sending you the, the glittery gifts and shit. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody on your contact list. Now I'm good, auntie. Right. Like. Listen, it sucks. 2020 honestly fucking sucks. All right. I would love to be right now. I, mean, I would probably be hype saving money to go to SummerSlam or go to a WrestleMania next week. Uh, next year, I should say. Well, yeah. If, if, um, if, 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 if SummerSlam ends up being in Atlantic City, you want to go? <laughs> All right. Um, Hell to the no, okay? <laughs> like, 
That yo, I forgot about that. Okay, listen, listen. That's gonna be skeptic, bro. We're definitely having a COVID outbreak because of that. He's trying to have fans go like a small percentage. Yeah, he's trying to have fans go, and COVID is out here. Mm Mm-hmm. Wrestling fans don't even wear deodorant. You think these motherfuckers gonna wear masks? (laughs) Got him. Like, a lot of y'all be mass sweaty and dirty. Y'all don't be wearing deodorant. Y'all don't be wearing body lotion. Y'all be ashy as fuck, sweaty as fuck, musty as fuck. You really think that I'm going to be convinced that you don't got COVID? (laughs) No, thanks. Um, You know, if you do go, if that does happen and you do go, listen, bring sanitizer with you, bring some wet wipes. Go where? AC, just to go to... (laughs) I'm paying for the WWE Network. I'm staying in the house. What? Exactly. We about to have SummerSlam in your house. Like, that's it. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, and uh, yo, be kind to people, you know? People are struggling. What? People are staying indoors, and then their fucking mental health is, is fucking up, you know? People are still being killed because they're gay, they're trans, they're black, they're Asian, like, Yo, don't be racist. That's it. Don't be racist. Don't be transphobic. Don't be homophobic. Don't be misogynist. Like, at the end of the day, we're the fucking human race. We got each other. All right? The the aliens are looking at us really like, yo, y'all are ghetto as fuck. This is a ghetto Bro, planet. They were going to try and take over, and they're like, nah. I'm Exactly. Good they're like, you know what? Nah, they're already ruined. Let's go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> And as always, peace, love, chicken grease, goodbye. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter, license in all 50 states, and analysts can see your access.org number 3030.